This is Writing the Right with Mike and Jeff. Thanks for joining us. So lots happened since we were able to record a regular episode. Got a Thanksgiving special coming out to you this week, so please check it out. A little bit more fun, off topic, not so current events, but let's get into current events. In the last few weeks, a lot of things have happened. We've had the Rittenhouse case and the verdict. Uh, we had um, the Ahmad Arbery case, the Andrew Coffey the fourth case. Um, we've had Republicans handing victories to Democrats. We've had a major rift in the White House, boosters becoming mandatory in other parts of the world. And is that a, a cue on what's going to happen here? We've got the big time vaccine mandate getting stopped in the courts. And most importantly, and, and uh, certainly the most um, tragic of all of these things is the massacre that happened in Waukesha, Wisconsin yesterday. So we are recording this on Monday, uh, November 22nd, yesterday at about 5 p.m. in Waukesha, Wisconsin, um, I believe was the time. A uh, crazed uh, criminal, uh, a career criminal, drove his SUV into a Christmas parade, killing five and injuring forty-eight. By last count, I've seen uh, many yes. of whom were many of whom were young children, even children um, so small they were in strollers. Um, we'll we'll talk we'll talk a little bit about this. I don't want to um, by any means um, you know make this uh, too much of a downer of a show, but I, I, I want to start Mike there because it's obviously front of mind. It's something we we all yeah yeah let's let's, let's start with that. Yeah. So, you know, you and I are both well aware of it. We both um, talked about it off the air and it's, it's something that is on the collective consciousness of the United States right now. Um, the immediate reaction by uh, many in the media was, um, you know, first disgusting back on any reaction um, and then to start to make disgusting jokes, commentary and uh, excuses. Uh, we saw everything ranging from uh, numerous uh liberal blue check marks on Twitter, uh, making comments that, oh, so he's going to be charged with self-defense, right? Um, you know, jokes like that, which are horrendous and disgusting, um, to less disgusting, but equally, uh, equally Egregious. ridiculous things, uh, where people are saying, well, you know, maybe he didn't mean to do it. Maybe he was just fleeing from the scene of another crime as if a, that makes it any better. The fact that that's even a remote thing that you would say as a justification to like, well, let's hold off on our judgment on this, on this multiple time criminal who's out on bail for a violent crime. And for, by the way, what he's out on bail for Mike, do you know the crime? Cause, cause I'll be happy to inform our audience. Um, it's domestic abuse related. Is that correct? Yeah, specifically uh, trying and, to run, uh, specifically trying to run her over with his car. Yes, he tried to do like in the in the gas station, right? Yeah, like he followed her to the gas station and tried to run her over. Yeah, so specifically, it is domestic violence. But spe specifically, though, trying to kill someone else with his car, which he just did yesterday uh, to to a bunch of innocent people at a Christmas parade. Uh, so you know, we had we immediately saw people immediately trying to equivocate what he did. Uh, we had the most disgusting comments about making jokes and making light of the situation. And, and on the other end where you're not making light of it or making jokes, but you're saying, well, let's hold off on our judgment. Maybe he was just fleeing from another crime as if that makes it acceptable. Like, oh, well, you know, he didn't mean to kill those people. He was running away from something else he had done yeah. wrong. That would Probably actually like, make it, that would be just as bad, but even yes. worse. But the issue from, is go ahead. like he blew through like barriers. Like it was a parade that he blew through. So it wasn't like. It's just people like walking randomly in the street. This was like a official parade that was being held by the town. So yeah, there, there are plenty of signs. They say 
don't go in this direction. Yeah, it was something it, it was something he easily could have avoided. If you've looked at the map, there are other streets he could have ducked down. Um, but more importantly, they've actually confirmed today, the police came out in Waukesha today and confirmed that he was not fleeing from another crime. So this was an intentional act by this man. He intentionally drove his SUV down the street of a parade knowing what he was doing. He murdered those people. He has been charged with five counts of uh, intentional vehicular homicide. Um, he should be charged with uh, 48 counts of attempted homicide. I don't know if he will be, but it should be. Um, it should and be. this man, like, look, the fact that people tried to equivocate, equivocate this and the Kyle Rittenhouse case because they're upset that Rittenhouse got off on something that was a clear cut uh, self-defense case in the first place is ridiculous. Like, even if you're unhappy about that case, which we'll get into why you shouldn't be and why that's just factually yeah. wrong. But yeah, but there's, let's set all that, that Yeah, let's set but, that aside though. Yeah, and I hear a lot of things saying, people saying that this wasn't a retaliation uh, for Rittenhouse. Um, you know, Wisconsin is a, a big state. The problem is uh, Waikisha is a whopping one hour drive away from Kenosha. And for Americans, an hour drive is nothing. That's 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 easy to do. The reason I'm saying Americans is because uh, I was reading an, argue, 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 an article from BBC so a lot of people from the UK are like talking like he was it was so far away from the event. That's not the reason um, why it happened. But there were obviously riots all throughout the United States that somehow wasn't covered by the media. I don't, I'm not sure how that got um, past everybody, uh, the conservative media included. And then this happens uh, two days later after after the um, after his acquittal of Rittenhouse. So this clearly looks to me like a retaliation. Um, so question for you, Jeff, do you consider this domestic terrorism or yeah, do you consider domestic terrorism? Yes, I do. And I think he should be charged as a domestic terrorist. I, I know he didn't commit the egregious sin of caring about what kids were being taught in schools or um, threatening to vote out a school board member. But this is still domestic terrorism um, to those of you that don't remember the real definition of terrorism. I mean, this was, I believe, politically motivated. They're never, we still don't know the motivation behind the Las Vegas shooting uh, that happened uh, two, two plus years ago at this point. Right. So um, I don't believe we'll ever know that because. I mean, well, the guy committed suicide, so. I, there, I have I have a conspiracy theory side of, of what I think um, and, and and some other and then there's other views. But either way, it obviously doesn't fit the narrative they want it to fit. So that'll never come out. Similarly, I don't think we'll ever hear a motivation behind this. The man was apprehended. He's in custody, um, but we'll never hear his motivation. But I believe that this was politically motivated. I believe it was driven by the Rittenhouse verdict. But regardless what it was. Even if it was strictly because he's just an evil, evil man, which is obviously a big part of it at its core, um, it's still I, I say any any uh, any charge you can file against this man is fine with me. I don't care what it is. Throw everything at him because yeah. th this is clear cut, cut and dry. He's a murderer. He's uh, uh, he's uh, a career criminal that serves no purpose in society. I hope he. Get, I don't know if Wisconsin has the death penalty. I'll actually have to Google that. 
Um, but I hope he, if it does, that he gets the death penalty. And I hope it's carried out quickly and he doesn't sit in prison for a long time getting to appeal this. I hope he's, I hope he is killed by the within the year, uh, within the next year. Um, yeah. because what he did is beyond re reprehensible. And again, whether you agree or disagree with the Rittenhouse verdict is immaterial here because to equivocate this and the, and say, well, we need to reserve our judgment and maybe he was fleeing. The, it doesn't matter. The man just mowed down a bunch of people out with their children at a Christmas parade, injured a bunch of kids, killed people. There's no, there's no reason to let them off the hook for this. And the fact that this has already become kind of a small issue, it's already disappearing from the media, says a lot about the state of our country because this can't, you can't amp people up about racial hatred for this. So there's no reason to talk about it. Very true. If, they, if this was, if this was a white guy wearing a MAGA hat, I guarantee this would be on the news for the next 17 years. Like you would, yeah. you would not stop hearing about it. You'd hear, you'd hear that he had some connection to January 6th. You'd hear about his Facebook posts. Um, but because this isn't going to stir up more division in the country, because this is a unifying thing that everyone should agree on that this man committed a, a heinous, heinous crime because everyone can agree. The media doesn't want to talk about it. They only want something that creates division. Yeah, it's, it's true. Unfortunately, um, so let's, let's, I guess, go into uh, Rittenhouse. I think we kind of talked about everything that we could about the location massacre. Yeah, I agreed. So, again, um, our prayers are with you and to everyone in Waukesha, everyone impacted by this. Um, and our prayers are with for the recovery of everyone that was injured. Um, and obviously for those that, that lost loved ones, um, we'll pray for them as well. But um, we just want to see justice done here. But, yeah, let's move on to – uh, probably the, one of the biggest news stories in the United States over the past uh, past week and a half, uh, really past probably two and a half weeks. If you go back, yeah, I to, think it's two weeks. If you go back to the actual case itself, um, with the yeah. and and we're a so, little bit late to the party, so we're not going to yeah. get into a lot of details of the case just because we feel it's not timely. We unfortunately weren't able to record uh, while the case was going on, um, so we'll get into the verdict and we'll talk a little bit about the case, but. Uh, we're not going to play clips of the case like we would have probably done two weeks ago. Yeah. So I got a question for you, Jeff. Did your uh, feelings uh, change from when you maybe first saw the video to when the verdict was given? No. Okay. So for me, uh, from watching the initial video, um, the second guy that was killed in my mind was clearly self-defense. And the third guy that was shot was clearly self-defense. The only one I wasn't sure about um, was Rosenbaum. So I wasn't sure about what happened before that. Because for self-defense, um, you can't provoke the, the fight uh, in Wisconsin. But now, after watching the, uh, the hearing and watching all the videos, you can clearly see that Rosenbaum is the aggressor. So that's the only thing that, that changed for me. It was two counts of self-defense and then maybe self-defense. And then it went from three definite counts of self-defense in my mind. Fair enough. Yeah, I was I was fairly confident it was self defense from the get go, and and you're right. The Rosenbaum one was the one that was was potentially up in the air. There was a possibility that okay, maybe it was going to be something different, um, but I was fairly confident, especially knowing that the other two were very clear cut self defense. Um, and you know, look, people can say this is biased. People can say this is um, my right wing bias coming out, and and maybe it is. I don't even mind saying that. Uh, 
based on the makeup of the people at those pro at those riots, uh, I had very little doubt in my mind that it was a self-defense case. Um, mm -hmm. But you're right. The only one that didn't you didn't have clear video evidence going before the trial about uh, was Rosenbaum. Um, now, after actually seeing the trial, there's no doubt in anyone's mind. There should be no doubt in anyone's mind. There's doubt in plenty of people's minds, um, but there shouldn't be doubt in anyone's mind that this was clear-cut self-defense. And contrary to what Lunchbox, the big fat prosecutor said, or Binger, um, the weird little Weasley one said, um, you do get to defend yourself even if you have a, an AR-15 and they have a skateboard or a fist. That doesn't matter. You can die. Uh, by the way, someone was killed in California literally like last week by being hit in the head by a skateboard uh, when they were they were chased down and attacked. So, yeah, yeah. it doesn't there's, matter there's also a what video the means of, um, of defense are. Yeah, there's there's plenty of videos of people getting hit in the head by skateboards. Like there's one where like the guy's like skull is like permanently uh, dented in and he has uh, he's mentally disabled now. So it's and it, it from the video I watched, it took like two strikes to do it. So, you know, Rittenhouse was actually pretty lucky that the first strike didn't knock him out. Yeah, Ritt me Rittenhouse is lucky to be alive. It's an it's an act of God that he's alive. Yeah, I fully a, believe that. Yeah, a skateboard is essentially a bat with a metal end on it, depending mm -hmm. on on how you hit him. Well, he was and, and he was also chased down and attacked. I mean, he was kicked in the head multiple times yeah. um, by Rosenbaum. And like you can die from that or or be majorly hurt. Andy No or um in, in Portland, a uh frontline journalist who's been covering Antifa for a very long time was in the hospital for weeks. A liberal the, yeah, and he was in the hospital for weeks with brain damage from being kicked in the head. Mm -hmm. So yeah. don't he tell did an me interview that with you don't a... have the right to self-defense because you have a gun and they don't have a gun. I don't give a crap. You have, yeah. that's the whole reason to carry a gun as someone who right. regularly carries a firearm. That is the reason I carry a firearm. Yeah. What's crazy to me is from the, the feedback I've been uh, seeing, it sounds it like a lot of victim blaming and it almost re reminded me of uh, a woman's wearing a short skirt. Therefore she deserves to get raped. So it was like, well, he had the gun. So he provoked people to want to engage with him. It's like, that's no, that's not how it works. Because I don't know about you, Jeff, but I've seen someone with an, an AR around their um, around their shoulder. I'm uh, less likely to want to fight with them. That's just yeah. me. So the well, fact that they're engaging him, he's like running away, screaming, friendly, friendly, friendly. Uh, and it's not until Rosenbaum throws something at him that he fires on him. Um, and actually, let's, let's get into a lot of the, the misconceptions about this case. Uh, so one is... He uh, crossed state lines with an illegal gun, which is not true. Um, the gun was uh, already in Kenosha. Um, he said and it he wasn't was illegal for him to... Let, let's also dispute the fact that it was an illegal oh, yeah, yeah, gun. Yeah. It is not illegal for a 17-year-old in the state of Wisconsin to have that rifle. He had the gun legally. The gun did not cross state lines. And let's dispute the, the other state lines thing I want to throw out since you threw that one out. Is this idea that he drove there just to go and shoot someone... He split his time between a spot in Illinois 20 minutes away and yes. Kenosha because his They're, parents have have uh, split custody split and his mm -hmm. father lives in Kenosha. He worked in Kenosha. This is yes. not like he was a, li he was a lifeguard a in Kenosha. Yeah, it's not like he drove from far, far away with the sole intent of, I know there's going to be a riot and I'm going to go shoot somebody. That is what liberals would have you believe. That is not remotely true. Which is interesting because last year during the riots, 
uh, a lot of the officers that were uh, in like the major cities were saying that the rioters were driving from the suburbs coming to the uh, black areas of the city and like causing chaos. So, so one of the reasons why uh, Detroit didn't burn is they were kicking people out that were from like the suburbs, which is the same distance away. So if you have a problem with that, you should also be complaining about all the rioters and looters um, in those major cities. Because yeah. and that, the and that was weren't from that area. That's like, that, like, why would someone burn down their own stuff? Well, not to, not, not to mention, I mean, to some extent that does happen in places where people burn down their own it, stuff, which it, it is does. idiotic. But, it does. but, but not to mention, like, numerous, there were numerous reports all of last, all of the summer from hell of people being arrested that were not state residents in the places they were being, they were arrested. Yeah. Um, there was so uh, it's, talking it's, about people being bussed in from yeah. all around the country. So if you have a problem with people crossing straight state lines to go to the that riot and you have a problem with the rioters in the first place, let's also think about the fact that the people that the left would have you defend in this say, case were all multiple times violent criminals. Joseph Rosenbaum was a convicted pedophile. Five um, kids. Five yeah, had boys. raped five different children. Anally um, raped aged between five and 11. Yeah. Uh, Grosskreutz, the one who survived was a convicted felon who was illegally carrying his own gun, by the way. No one talks about that, though. Um, and and what was the name of the third guy? Um, there was Rosenbaum, Grosskreutz, and... I can't think of the last guy. I'll, I'll look but it up. He, but he, but he, was a, he was a domestic abuser. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So they were all criminals. Um, so this is who the left is defending. 17-year-old guy who's there trying to put out kid. fires. 17-year-old uh, kid. kid. They're trying to put out fires. Um, and defend people's property, or let's defend child oh, let's, rapists, domestic abusers, keep... and uh, and people who've been charged with assault and battery and are illegally carrying firearms. Exactly. And let's keep in mind that the um, car dealership that he was defending was minority-owned. And he, he said multiple times that he actually agrees with the Black Lives Matter movement. His first interview um, after the his acquittal, he repeats that, he also says that the the prosecution um, can be very abusive, and like he wouldn't that was witness that firsthand. But he also believed that um, before that his trial. So I, I'm not sure if he's liberal or conservative, but he he sees his views somewhat aligned with the Black Lives Matter people. And 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 the uh, the domestic abuser who uh, was killed for try was rightfully killed for trying to attack Kyle with a skateboard, by the way, it was named Anthony Huber, uh, since we were there both we struggling to remember the name. So yeah, it like this is, so that's one minute. So we talked about the state lines misconception. That is the most broadly spread lie on Twitter right now about the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict is mm -hmm. that a 17 year old kid crossed straight state lines with an illegal gun to murder two people and shoot a third. That is the most commonly held belief amongst liberals. 100% of that is a lie. Not a single most, bit of that is truthful. Yeah. I think the most common is that he killed three black guys because they like to say he killed black lives matter protesters and everyone will equate that uh, with black people. But even uh, the independent, he actually listed that he killed three black men or, or shot three black men. So actual news organization said that. And it's like, I don't know how you can think that with the name of Rosenbaum and uh, Groschbeck. That doesn't sound very black to me, but what do I know? 
Yeah, that that's true. So that is the other major misconception is that this is a white guy who killed three black people. And that's why he got off because people because the justice system doesn't care when black people die. Uh, every one of the victims, uh, and I don't believe in calling them victims, I agree with the judge in this case who didn't allow that, so I will switch that. Every one of the rioters that was rightfully shot was white. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also white. Race had nothing to do with this. This was not a racial case, although the prosecution wanted you to believe it was, and the media wanted you to believe it was. It's not a racial case. There's nothing to do with racism in this case. It was simply a case of a guy, and you can say, well, why did he bring a gun to a riot? That was just opening up you know, that, that was asking for trouble. First of all, so whether you agree or disagree with him bringing a gun to the riot, he had the right to do so. He did it legally. Nothing he did was illegal. And frankly, the fact that he dealt with the situation he dealt with shows you why he needed to have a gun at the riot. Because mm-hmm. he was not chased down for having the gun. He was chased down for trying to put out a fire. Exactly. And then that after he shot Rosenbaum the first was guy, to have started. Yeah. Yeah. Rosenbaum started it's believed to have started the fire chased him down for putting trying to put out the fire and then after he shot rosenbaum he was chased down by the other people um and they tried to attack him as well so uh that's the whole reason that he needed the gun because if he did not have it he'd be dead right now yeah so the one thing i, I do here that i i understand where people are coming from they're saying that if um written house was black then he wouldn't have gotten away with this I understand why you can feel that way. So there's people who agree that Rittenhouse uh, was self-defense, but also say that um, if he was black, then he he wouldn't have gotten away with it. And then for those people, I then bring up Andrew Coffey, the fourth, who also got acquitted on the exact same day. Uh, Jeff, do you want to give the, the breakdown of the case? You want me to do I'll, it? I'll let you. You're more. I'm I'm familiar with the case, but I know you're more familiar with it, so I'll let you give the breakdown. Yeah. So. Uh, Andrew Coffey was uh, sleeping um, at home with his his girlfriend and his uh, father, obviously Andrew Coffey the, the third. When the police came in to raid his house because um, they suspected him of having uh, drugs, uh, which he he did, but that's that's not the important part. Um, so when they threw in the, a flashbang, he thought it was a, a muzzle. He fired back at the four police officers. Um, one of the police officers uh, killed his girlfriend. So he was charged with uh, the death of his girlfriend and then the um, attempted murder of four police officers. And on that same day that Rittenhouse was found not guilty, um, Andrew Coffey was also found not guilty for that. Because they said it's reasonable when you think someone's aiming a a gun in your house to fire back if you don't know who they are. Correct. Andrew Coffey is a black man, FYI. He's a black man who actually did have drugs in his possession yeah. at the time. And and I agree with Mike. That's not the point. I'm not saying that he should have been, that he shouldn't have been, he should have been acquitted. He was, that was the right, just like the Rittenhouse verdict was the just verdict. The coffee verdict was the just verdict because that's the problem with a no knock warrant, because that's also what happened. That was, uh, it might correct me if I'm wrong, um, but they came in serving a no knock warrant. So they busted into his house uh, when they did that. It wasn't, it wasn't like they knocked on the door and said, police open up. And then he fired shots. That's murder. Right. And they he, started, and he, and he would have not gotten off. He would have been charged exactly. with murder, and he would they, have rightfully been found yes, guilty. Yes, they started with a a flashbang. Yeah, they That's, kicked. That was they, their they threw a flashbang into his house. Regardless if you're a criminal or not, you have gun, drugs or not. Someone you think someone's firing a gun in your house? I would do the same thing. If I think somebody shot into me, I've got I have guns in my home as well, and I would shoot back. 
And mm -hmm. so he was rightfully acquitted as well, but you're right. No one talks about that because it does not fit the narrative. And it, again, every time we say things like that, we sound like we're some tinfoil hat guys, but yeah, what we want people to start to realize is there is a narrative the media is pushing. It is very evident and you see it in these types of cases because even after the Rittenhouse verdict, which anyone with a basic understanding of law defense of, of even just, even just basic common sense that can see the videos that were played during the trial, can see Grosskirk's on the stand admit that he pointed his gun at Kyle first before he was shot. Not, not even that. Not even that. He came in with his, his hands up and Rittenhouse lowered his weapon. And then he came around with his handgun and was aiming it at him. And in the process of aiming it is when Rittenhouse shot. So yeah, and, when and he, he came this unarmed... Yes, he did. But it, when he came unarmed, Rittenhouse dropped his weapon, as he should. So if if he was shot when his hands were up, yes, it would have been murder. But the fact that he was like reaching for his gun and got shot in the arm uh, that held the gun that he wasn't supposed to have anyway because he's a felon is self-defense. So and and again, so and this was all admitted in the trial. So anyone saying these things, the things about the Rittenhouse case either didn't watch the trial or is choosing to ignore the blatant facts that were that came out in the case because he admitted this on the stand said on the stand that Rittenhouse did not fight in fact the prosecution asked him the question and he said <laughs> to the prosecution that he did not fire that Rittenhouse did not fire until he pointed his gun at him until gross groups pointed the gun at Rittenhouse so it was really it shot the prosecution's case I, I still don't understand why the prosecution uh, tried to prosecute this other than the fact that and i could get into my own thing there but binger very clearly anti-second amendment and anti and and was trying this case politically it was very evident by the things he said and did during the trial all of that aside though the the thing that's important is with all of this going on no one brings up the andrew coffee case because it doesn't fit the narrative and even after the rittenhouse case is very obviously found to be people there are a lot of people who've come out and said I thought Rittenhouse was guilty because what the media told me. Then I watched the trial and I knew that he wasn't mm -hmm. because the trial is the real facts. And with all of that going on, we still have the president and vice president of the United States and many in the media coming out and blasting the verdict as, as raci racist and something that shows a problem in our justice system. I want to play a clip for everyone of Kamala Harris the day the verdict um, came out talking about the verdict because this is something I think is shows the problem we have in in this country. It down to the core. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to play this video now, and and I'm just going to let everyone kind of listen to Kamala, and then we'll talk about it. You know, I've spent a majority of my career working to make the criminal justice system more equitable, and clearly, there's a lot more work. But looking at more black men and being allowed. Yeah, so Mike, I, I heard you in the in the background, um, and I'll let you I'll let you kind of uh, go from that because uh, I don't know if everybody could hear it cross talk over the over the um, the video. So say what you said as she said that she worked to make the justice system more equitable. Yes. So Kamala Harris, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, she locked up 
uh, a record number of black men in California. Uh, she locked up so many black men that the Supreme Court came out and said, the amount of people you have in prison is considered cruel and unusual punishment. Let them out now. And she just said, no, we need them to fight fires. So she's using black men as essentially slave labor as allowed by uh, the state of California. But some reason people think that she's for black people. And yes. I just want to make this this little note that, again, Democrats care about black votes, not black people. And I'm going to continue to say that anytime uh, Kamala or Biden come up. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate that because that was one yeah. of the points I was going to make. The other point I was going to make is, again, to tie the Rittenhouse verdict to any type of racism is blatantly it's it's trying to perpetuate because she didn't make comments on the on the trial itself. She simply said, my my thoughts on the verdict are, are very clear, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's it's trying trying to perpetuate two myths. One is that Rittenhouse murdered three black people. First of all, only two of his, uh, the people he shot died. So he didn't any any murdered neither of them. Um, so and none of them were black. So so they're trying to yeah. perpetuate that first myth. And the second myth they're trying to perpetuate is that if this had been a black guy on trial, he wouldn't have gotten acquitted. Uh, and the Andrew Coffey verdict shows that, that is not true. Now, is that true 100% of the time? No, but no. it's also not true 100% of the time that Kyle Rittenhouse gets acquitted there because there were a lot of people, myself included, that as the, as the jury continued to deliberate, was very concerned that Rittenhouse was going to be convicted because of the fear of the jury, because they were being intimidated by protesters outside of the window threatening violence on uh, with uh, megaphones right outside of the jury chambers, and by MSNBC freelance reporters trying to, uh, you know, uh, coming up to Chase the jury van and basically trying to dox them to the point that MSNBC got banned from the court proceedings. Yeah. So I think a lot of people were wondering if Rittenhouse was going to make it to be acquitted. Yeah, uh, yeah when, when it got to the third, the third day, I was like, "Oh, uh, I thought it was going to be like in in and out in a day." I, I did too because it was cutting it was cut and dry. I think everybody that thought acquittal thought acquittal is going to happen in one day, and if it goes longer than that, they're going to convict him of at least some of these charges, and that was very concerning. So Rittenhouse was not even for sure going to get acquitted. And yeah, sometimes coffee might get convicted in that situation. It depends on the jury. It depends on the area. I'm not saying that our, our judicial system is perfect, but it's not due to race. It's really due to the fact that uh, prosecutors are allowed to get away with a lot. Many defense attorneys are incompetent and many people on juries don't know how to do their job. Yeah. That's well, the that's, problem that's, with our judicial yeah. system. It's interesting you bring that up because the, the person I was talking uh, with about this case over the weekend, he was talking about how like the there's too much leeway within our court system so that there's a possibility that like a white person, a black person can be charged for the same crime and get two different charges. And I, I like, yes, I completely agree with that. I told him that, you know, if you commit this crime and it, you like, for instance, you stole an iPhone, anyone who steals an iPhone gets this amount of time. You shouldn't have such amount of freedom to decide uh, what happens. Like for instance, uh, for some, like like a for a DUI, you can get like up to a year in, in prison mm -hmm. um, and you got to pay uh, fees and all this other stuff. And some judges were like, all right, you automatically have to do the, the, the time in prison. And some are like, eh, we don't care. Just, just pay the pay the money. So like that, that leeway is is what um, a lot of people don't agree with. And I mean, I, I, I disagree with, too. 
just, I guess, as an engineer, it doesn't make sense that the same crime has different outcomes. But yeah, you know, that's only the case the, for like within the same district or within the same state. I hate that when people compare like Texas and Washington and, and complain about the different outcomes. That's well, yeah, it's like different. comparing the laws here to the laws in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. What the law like, is in one place doesn't dictate what the law is in another. So I agree with you. And I agree with you that there should be sentencing should uh, requirements should be standardized. I, I completely agree. I don't like mandatory minimums either. Um, but the only, you know, and the only time that should be changed is if there are mitigating circumstances, like you are a repeat offender. Okay. Then you, then, then we now, this is your second offense of the same crime. Okay. Now your punishment goes up. Yeah. And that could also even, be standardized. Exactly. Like anyone who's committing a second crime within six months gets this within a year gets this. If you yeah. didn't commit a or crime if for cr seven and if years. Your crimes are escalating. You went from robbery to, uh, you know, to. Or burglary to, to robbery. Yeah, burglary, or or you go, or you went from you know you went from um, robbery to now you've done armed robbery or you know uh, you know attempted homicide. Like yeah, those things are different. But not to get off topic, the point here is, it's if you want to say our judicial system is flawed, I will be right there with you because I see problems with it. You could see them by the Rittenhouse case was completely televised and on YouTube, and I watched much of it, and I know Mike did as well, and I know many many people across the country did. You can see the fact that the prosecution in many places in this country has a lot of leeway to do a lot of things that are very shady and not just. There was a witness on the stand who flat out said in an open court on under oath that he was asked to change his story by the prosecution. Mm -hmm. That should immediately be an ethics violation for the prosecutor and probably should get them disbarred. Um, whether anything happens to them, we'll see. But that type of stuff is the problem with our judicial system. It's not just race. It's not, well, because you're black, you're going to get convicted. And because you're white, you're going to get off. Uh, if anything, the most likely people in the country to get off of crimes that they have committed are wealthy people of any race. OJ mm -hmm. Simpson, um, uh, Columbo, whatever his real name is, can't remember. Like, if you're rich, you get off of crimes. That's more likely than anything. Yeah. Very true. And also... Just to point out that the majority of black people live in democratically run cities with democratically uh, elected prosecutors and, and DAs, so and, and mayors and city council. So if you have a problem with how that city is running, stop voting for those people that are doing it. A good point. Yeah. All right. So do we want to jump to Republicans? Or to Fauci, where do you want to go? I think we should um, finish out the this justice talk with Ahmad Arbery, and then we can get into more um, political discussions. All right, so let's. I'll, I'll let you kind of tee that up. You've been following that case much more closely than I have. Well, I actually, want to ask you, like, what type of information do you, do you know about the case? Very little, to be honest, because it's yeah, not been it's not been something that's uh, been really a, a key focus for me. Uh, so what I know is that in correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, um, mm -hmm. he's the, he was jogging or not jogging. Uh, that's debatable and, and, um, being discussed in the trial. Um, mm -hmm. but supposedly was jogging, uh, went into a house that I believe was being built if I remember correctly. Um, and mm -hmm. the two gentlemen that are on trial, uh, followed him in there and, and then, uh, killed him if I, 
am correct. So what happened is in February of 2020, um, Ahmad Arbery was in a in a house like he's he's running in that neighborhood a few times and he's gone and looked at the the house and walked out. Um, he's been on video a few times doing that, but all the times he's been on video, there's no there's nothing of him um, showing theft or him ha ha having bags or anything to be able to steal with. Um, so he 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 could be there to be casing the joint, or he could be there just like looking and, and watching a house be built. Because mm -hmm. I I personally, um, my parents had their house built, so like when houses were being built around us, you know, we would walk around and just see the progress. Um, so what happened is uh, Travis, or uh, I can't remember his father's name, but Travis McMichael's um, father ran into the house and told him that we got him. This is the this is the guy. Travis McMichael goes out. He sees his neighbor pointing down the street to tell him that that's the direction Ahmad Arbery went. Um, he has his, his shotgun. His father has uh, his gun. He asked his father if he had called the police. His father said yes, but apparently that wasn't that wasn't true it's not apparently that wasn't true and his father pretty much hops into the truck with him the truck has like a, a booster seat so his father's like sitting in a booster seat and travis michael drives down and goes after um ahmaud arbery so just in that little span um so i just want to make clear that neither one of them saw him commit a crime mm -hmm. uh and the only crime that they uh are aware that he might have committed from past videos that they've seen of him is uh trespassing um or theft which are both uh, misdemeanors um and in the in that state you can only do a citizen arrest if you actually see someone commit a misdemeanor or if you think they committed a felony so there's no legal justification for them to try to do a citizen's arrest based on law itself but they get in the truck they they go after him um they try to get him to stop like he's uh he's Amaz running down the road um travis and michael's like in the middle of the road trying to get him to stop mm -hmm. uh, the prosecutor pointed out that they have no legal right to make him uh to make him stop or to talk to him yeah. um so they chase him down uh he stops starts running the other way they back up and continue to follow him he runs turns back around or runs a different way. They continue to chase him. Um, they try to, to block him off. Uh, the guy that was recording in the other truck, he's also like trying to, to box him in. And like, again, at this point, they don't, they haven't seen him commit any crime. Um, so he's running away, uh, or sorry, let me back a little bit. Travis Michael gets in front of him um, and while Ahmad is still running towards him, he takes out his shotgun and aims it at him. Um, and then so Ahmad stops, runs the other way, and then Travis puts his gun back down and puts it away. And this is why I wanted you to explain the 21 foot rule. Because he <laughs> said he aimed a gun at him because he wanted him to keep him away at least 21 feet away from him because he didn't know if he was armed or, any, or not. So could you uh, explain the 21 foot rule? Yeah, it's just, it's it's uh, a concept in self-defense, um, specifically firearm self-defense, that essentially says that within 21 feet um, in distance, that if someone has a knife, they're going to kill you with a knife before you will be able to draw and fire your gun. 
Um, essentially that, that within that range, you can be more deadly with a knife than you are with a gun because the reaction time to fire a gun, um, if someone's coming at you with a knife, they will get to you first. Mm -hmm. So, uh, thank you for that. The reason I, I asked you to do that is earlier when, um, Travis McMichael is like right next to him trying to get him to stop. He's saying that he doesn't know if he has a, a knife or a gun on him. So I, I just found it interesting that, you know, you were four feet away from him. And you were concerned about him having a knife or a gun on you, on mm -hmm. him. But then now he's running towards you, and now you're trying to do the 21 uh, feet rule. And well, you I'm, actually I'm, got out the car to engage with him. Well, and on top of that, look, and again, I like I said, I didn't know much of the details of the case. And this is this is more, and I, I want to hear the rest. But I will say another piece here, as someone who um, carries a gun, um, or typically does. Uh, the other piece of that is you are not authorized to to use lethal force against someone to stop them. That is not an, you're not a police officer. You're not authorized to do that. And as soon as you aim the barrel of a gun at another human being, that is defined in almost every state in the union as lethal force. Yes. Uh, yeah. Thank you for that. I was going to ask you about that because I I thought that um, and I, I'm not a gun owner. I, I will be soon. Is that essentially once you aim your gun at someone, you're almost legally required to shoot him only because like you have to be to aim a gun at someone. You have to be concerned for your life. It's going to be taken from you. So like, yeah, yeah, I would definitely never okay. use the term you're legally required. to. Well, shoot sorry, not, I, not, understand, not I understand yeah. what you're saying, but you but to legally be allowed to do that, you have to be in the same circumstances that would allow you to shoot someone. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Um, sorry. So, so I understood what you meant, but I want to clarify for anybody listening. You're not ever required to shoot someone. By <laughs> there way. is no license uh, to kill. Sorry. But, I, but, I, I you make that clear. but to be allowed to aim a gun at someone in, in every state that I am aware of, um, that, that I, that I know the laws in. So I don't want to say with hundred percent certainty and have somebody say, well, that's not true in state X, Y, Z in any state that I'm aware of for a citizen carrying a gun concealed or open to aim the gun at another human being. You have to have it requires the same justification as firing the gun because aiming the typically in most states, if you brandish a weapon, some states brandishing is considered lethal force. Most states it is not, um, but some states even just showing the gun is lethal force. Most states, though, brandishing the gun and aiming down is considered a use of force. A use of force requires less justification. You can do that just to, um, you know, like when you when you're not in a situation that requires lethal force, but like, for example, in the state of Texas, you can answer your door if you feel threatened and have your gun aimed at the floor and you're using force because you believe you need to defend your home. If I answer the door and aim a gun at you without justification, I've used lethal force. That's a violation of law because once you aim a gun at someone, you are a threat to kill them. Um, so in any state that I'm aware of, to do that requires the same legal justification as firing around which he does not have based on the circumstance you just laid out. Okay, cool. Thank you. That's thank you, Jeff, for being our, our resident gun expert. Um, yeah. So after that, Ahmad Aubrey runs, um, down the street. Um, then he, then like the, the other trucks down there. So he cuts back and, um, doubles back across. Um, and at that point, um, sorry, I might be mixing these up or mercing these together. But he's running away, and he kind of comes around the, the the front end of the the truck, and that's when you see the the um, that's when the video kicks in of, of him being shot and killed. 
so the defense is trying to argue that it's it's self-defense and the prosecution is pretty much saying that you were essentially hunting this man for um five minutes like that that's how long they established that um travis michael was in a truck looking for um ahmaud arbery so what's uh, the so what's the case for self-defense that the defense is making actually because i didn't i i didn't hear what would have justified self-defense so there's they're saying that um so ahmaud arbery was like from the 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 the, the, the bullets and how it how it messed up his shirt they're saying that ahmaud arbery was close super close to the to the um to the shotgun so they're saying that he put his hands on the shotgun and because he put the hands on the shotgun they were both in possession of, of a deadly weapon and that's why it was uh, self-defense but they're trying gotcha. uh, yeah the prosecution was trying to establish that because um mcmichael's engaged with him and they're trying to do like a, a false imprisonment by trying to box men that they were committing a, a felony so they, they therefore cannot claim self-defense and act up a felony okay um so again this is all more detail than i knew i knew they had killed him i knew that they were claiming self-defense i didn't know the detail and that's why mm -hmm. I, I told you off the air that it was less cut and dry to me because i don't know that and, and i was very upfront i didn't know the details of the case um it, it's not one i had followed because i am always in favor of of self-defense um mm -hmm. I, i'm a very big believer in gun rights i'm a very big believer in the right to defend yourself with lethal deadly force if necessary based on everything you've told me because i knew you you wanted my opinion on the case i said yeah um, i did based on everything you've told me um i would have to agree i i believe these people should be convicted um mm -hmm. there is no self-defense claim the the statement that they were both in possession of the gun when the gun was being hit, that is a true statement um because if someone tries to take my gun even if they are unarmed they become a threat to me and i am justified yeah. to shoot. that is a like if someone let's use joseph rosenbaum as an example because that is if he had tried if he had taken the gun or, or he's unarmed but then he tries to take the gun. He's a, he's still a deadly threat to Kyle Rittenhouse, and therefore it is justified to shoot. Um, yep. So if someone, if I'm if if I'm being attacked by someone, unarmed or not, and they grab the barrel of my gun, yeah, I'm definitely going to shoot them, and that is justifiable uh, self defense pretty much everywhere. Um, because if they get that gun, the assumption you can logically and and reasonably make is that they will turn the gun on you. Mm -hmm. um, and that is why a jury would typically say that that's self-defense and why a defense attorney would. The difference is, and I agree with what you said and what the prosecution, it's, what you said the prosecution said is, the difference is um, they followed the guy around, uh, tried to pin him in. They, they were essentially hunting this man. Um, mm -hmm. So he is in really the one acting in self-defense by trying to take the gun because he believes he is in, he has a right to fear for his life because men with guns have followed him around and tried to stop him and um, so one I, and aimed a gun at him as well yeah, and, aimed, at and unjustifiably aimed aimed a gun at him to try and get him to stop so i would have to assume that they will be convicted and they should be convicted of murder because that is homicide it mm -hmm. it, I don't know what their charges are. I'm assuming second degree murder um, because it's, it doesn't sound premeditated enough to be first degree. Um, yeah, I, I can't remember off the, off the top of my head. But I'm, I'm assuming it's second degree, but it could be it could be different. Yeah, it's that uh, I think another one was like conspiracy because it was the two trucks like. Boxing yeah, because they were working together. Yeah, <clears> that makes sense. And with conspiracy, like you actually don't have to like 
text beforehand or anything like that. You just can be coordinated in what you're doing. Yeah. It's like a, and then the other one is a face off race. They're saying that they went after him because he was black. So I'm not a fan of hate crime laws. I've, I've discussed that. That Mm -hmm. very well be very well may be the motivation of why they went after him. I don't personally like hate crime laws in general. We've discussed this before just because the reality is the crime is what they did. The motivation behind the crime really is inconsequential and it should have no bearing on the law. Why you did something illegal doesn't matter what you did is what's the problem. And they murdered a man in cold blood. That's what they should be tried for. It'd be whether they did it because they were racist or not, frankly, to me personally, I don't think that has any bearing on the law and that's not to justify what they did. It's just, I don't believe in those laws. Yeah. So the issue I have with those laws um, is that it's so hard to prove that it's, it's kind of a waste of time. And for me, I think murder should be met with a death penalty. So if you're, if you killed someone or if you killed someone because you're racist, I mean, the outcome is you're going to get the death penalty. So See, to me, that- it doesn't seem matter to me. See, and, and that's that's kind of my point is I think the punishment is you should punish the crime, not the motive. I don't care why you did unless the motive is self-defense and then that's a, a defense to the crime. But you I shouldn't I don't think you should tack on additional charges like, well, you killed this man and you're a racist. Like maybe they are racist. I have no idea. But as you said, like if you killed him, you should be doing life in prison or the death penalty. And in, in most cases, I would say the death penalty and. You can't be more dead. So uh, yeah. why you killed him, I don't really, I really don't care. Yeah, uh, You did uh, it. Yeah. And that's all. Just like the guy who drove through Waukesha, Wisconsin. I don't care why you did it. Doesn't make a lick of difference to me. I don't care if you were having a bad day. I don't care if you were running from the, I don't care. You killed five people in cold blood. You should die. Mm-hmm. So hate crime laws are dumb to me. And as you said, they're also uh, notoriously difficult to prove. Yeah. Just going, this is a white man, he killed the black man, therefore it's racist. Mm-hmm. Or this is a white man, he killed three white, he shot three white men, so he's, and we white claim they were black, so he's a white supremacist. Um, but yeah, no, thank you for filling me in on the Ahmad Arbery. I, I remember hearing things when it happened now that they had chased mm-hmm. him down, but again, it wasn't a case that I had followed very closely, and I haven't followed the trial. Um, I only have time in my life to watch so many things and right house yeah. trial got most of my attention, um, admittedly, but based on everything you've told me, the men are murderers and they should be tried as su- and they should be convicted as such. I don't buy for a second, their self-defense uh, case. Now, again, I haven't seen the whole trial. Um, but I trust that Mike has given me a very good rundown of what happened based on the actual facts of the trial, which he has been following closely. The, you know, I, I can't see any reason they should get off. And that's, mm-hmm. I will tell you, that is not what I expect. I, I told you before the show that I thought it was less cut and dry. That's very cut and dry. Yeah. Yeah. Like I wasn't aware of the, um, like the, the five minutes of them hunting him. You don't know about that from the video. Yeah. I, I remember hearing that like he had been shot in the act of trying to take their gun. And that's why to me it was less cut and dry. It's Cause like, depending on the scenario of what led to that, okay, I'd shoot you too. Because mm-hmm. now I think you're a threat. But now I know they pointed a gun at him without just legal justification to do so. They chased him around for five minutes. Um, if somebody yeah. pulled a gun on me, I'd also try and take the gun away. Because I'd assume you're going to kill me. Right. And I think it was also confusion on like when they saw him. Because a lot of people thought that they, they saw him in the act of stealing. In which case, you're, you are allowed or you were allowed that the law has been repealed. 
to uh, do a citizen's arrest. But even they, they, right, which, sorry, I was just going to say, I'm not, which state was this in? Uh, I think it was Georgia, if I remember okay. correctly. I, that sounds that sounds right. I think I remember that as well. But so the reason I said the reason I bring those, I don't know the laws in every state, as I as we plainly have said. But most states, even a citizen's arrest, you're never allowed to do that armed. You are not a you are not a deputized person. And so you are not allowed to hold uh, somebody at gunpoint. I am fairly certain. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I could I be just, wrong, I, but I don't believe yeah. you're allowed to do that. You, I mean, you could be right. I just read the part about when they're allowed to engage in sentence arrest. I'm not. Yeah, sure no, I, I get that. But the fact, it. what I'm saying is the fact that then they tried to pull a gun on him to get him to stop. I think that would have made it illegal in the first place, because I don't. I could be wrong. I've never tried to citizens arrest anyone, but I think even in a citizens arrest, you're not allowed to detain them at gunpoint. Um, so even if like, even if they were justified, which it clearly sounds like they weren't, but even if they were justified hypothetically in chasing him to do a citizen's arrest, I think the minute he pulled that gun, that it probably would not have been justified anymore. But I, I again, I don't know the law in Wisconsin or in Georgia. Um, I don't know a lot about citizen's arrest, but I don't think you can do that at gunpoint. I'm fairly certain you're not allowed to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I would assume you can't either. I'm going to Google just, it while we're talking, but yeah, go for it. Yeah, actually, like actually, for the record, to everyone listening, I'm going to duck, duck, go it because Google is a corrupt organization that censors everything you read. Go and go and search the same thing, like search, um, search Fauci on <laughs> duck, duck, go versus Google and see what the results you get are. Duck, 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 go is much better um, for your search results. So actually, I'm going to duck, duck, go it. I'm going to stop using Google as an as a verb. Thank you, Jeff. I'm surprised uh, because so many people say I'm gonna go Google it that that the name Google hasn't been taken from them because that that can happen. Like if, if it becomes like a if it becomes less about the company and more about the, a definition of doing something, it can be turned into like um, I don't know if it's public domain is the is the correct verbiage, but they could lose like copyrights to that name. That that would be interesting to see just because of how powerful that organization is. I don't see that happening, but it, you're right. I think like, it, they could. Yeah. I don't think the government would do it to them, though. Oh, no, not at all. All right. Yeah. So we've gone through the, the justice part of our podcast. We want to hop into the, the COVID part, or do you want to go into the Republicans and Democrats both doing dumb crap part? Um, let's talk about the Republicans and Democrats for a minute, because, um, this is, is now an old story once again, because uh, again, apologies to everyone listening that we haven't been on the air as much as we want. I think it bothers us, uh, probably more than it bothers you because you probably don't base your day around uh, listening to our program. Although we <laughs> wish you would, uh, you will soon. That's a threat, soon, by the way, hopefully, but you know, this is old news now, but I, I want to talk about the Republicans managing to constantly hand victories to the Democrats when they are in the throes of defeat. When the Democrats are in a death spiral, the Republican Party has a, a great knack for handing them something to get out of it, for, for giving them a lifeline unnecessarily. When we talk about writing the right. We, we, when we changed the name of the show very early on and it's going from fighting, fighting leftists um, because we we're focused on fighting the left. And then we said, you know what? There's so much wrong in the, on the right that we need to fix it. And that's why we changed the name of the show. And one of the things that we have to call out is the stupidity of the Republican Party to watch as 
loss after loss hits the Democrat Party. They lose massively in Virginia in the election. Uh, they Very lose, unexpected, by the way. Yeah, unexpectedly, um, so badly that Kamala Harris, like two days before, had said what happens in Virginia is going to lead to what happens in 2022 and 2024. They lose yes. massively Kamala up and down was there, the ticket. Obama was there. Biden was there. All there campaigning, and they still lost. And, and they didn't just lose the governor race. They lost the lieutenant governor. They lost the attorney general. Um, they, um, lost the, they, lost the, they lost the legislature. Um, yeah. In New Jersey, a truck driver who spent virtually the, the $183 has been, he even has come out and said it was a little bit more than that. So that's yeah. that was the number they're starting out. He only spent $183 on his campaign. Uh, that wasn't quite true. He said he spent a few thousand. But a truck driver who just decided to run, ran against the longest sitting state senator in New Jersey, who was the president of the state Senate, and he beat him. Um, the, the attorney general in Seattle was replaced Seattle yeah. of all places by a Republican. So like, like, all that's over the place, than California, <laughs> what do you say? I said Seattle's bluer than California. That's, <laughs> that's hard to do. Yeah. Seattle had the freaking Chaz chop situation and For like, a while. And, and, and did nothing. So that there's, there's a lot that happened to, so all of the election yeah. this year, Oh, by the was, way, really quick, um, Chaz slash chop has like one of the highest murder rates for a city just wanted to put that out there thank you so all of this is bad on top of that biden's uh approval ratings are in the tank he's now below 40 percent uh kamala's approval ratings are below 30 percent mm-hmm. so you've got bad elections you've got bad uh ratings you've got uh bad bad sorry bad polls uh the OSHA, COVID. The OSHA mandate got got stopped by yes. the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. Yes. Um, all of this is mounting bad news for the Democrat Party. But And also, uh, speaking of COVID, there have been now been more people that have died this year of COVID than last year. And Biden has had the, the vaccine. So I'm sure the, the numbers are a little funky, but the official numbers have shown that 2021 has now been worse than 2020. Yeah, that's true. And I agree with you. I don't I don't trust the numbers for a number of reasons. But regardless, the numbers that they're using to try and sell us on what they're doing say that they're doing a worse job. Uh, inflation is through the roof. Uh, jobs reports are bad. Um, gas prices are skyrocketing. Uh, there's no solution in sight for that. Yeah, my uh, my wife's friend was in Chicago and she uh, gets like the premium gas. I have to get premium as well for my car. Yeah, apparently the premium gas is like nine dollars in Chicago. That's insane. It's still under four bucks here. Uh, it's it's crazy expensive compared to what it was, but it's not nine dollars. That's that's yeah. nuts. Um, but so gas prices going wild. Uh, we are a laughing stock internationally for a number of reasons. All of these things bad for the Democrats. Afghanistan. Afghanistan's still a giant problem. Yeah. Um, the, the border crisis. I'm sure we can throw some more out there too. Let's think the Hunter Biden. Um, um, Russia gate was proven false that Hillary Clinton's campaign was actually the one who was colluding with Russia that proved that Trump was colluding with Russia. I don't know how that works. Um, I don't, I don't murder try rates to are, it. Yeah. Murder rates are still at a all time high, still breaking records in a lot of cities. Uh, Democrat run cities, by the way. Uh, support for gun control is at uh, like a 10 year low. <laughs> so, yeah. So a lot, they're, they're, th- they're taking a lot of L's. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah. Basically the board has been, is, is just 
constant L's for the Democrat Party. And oh, and Build Back Better seems defeated. The infrastructure bill is dead, but it's not. And that's where the Republicans come in to save the day like the morons that they are. A bunch of lame duck uh, Republicans, because the majority of the ones that voted for it in the House, it hasn't cleared the Senate yet. The mo- majority of the ones that voted for it have already said they're not running for re-election, largely yeah. because they know they will not be re-elected mm-hmm. because they're going to get primaried for what they've done and they deserve to. Um, and and I had that it was it was 19 little traders not that long ago. This time it was 13. And I will pull those yeah. names up in just a moment and we will read them off and throw them on the screen. But 13 traders that decided we don't want to fight the Democrats. We're going to hand a victory that they don't deserve to have, that the Republic, that the American people are showing by the poll numbers they do not want. And we hand them that it, it's like the Republican Party looks for ways to lose. Yes. That's why we need a, a new wave of younger, cons- actual conservative Republicans that are actually willing to fight. I think these these older rhinos are used to like the word I'm thinking about uh, of the niceties of politics, and they refuse to fight. Or like, well, we're Republicans, so we always take the high road. It's like you can take the high road and still be a fighter. And I think one of the good things about Trump is he ushered in the the fighting Republicans or fighting conservatives. So I'm I'm really hoping that we get to this new wave of, of younger and younger uh, Republican uh, politicians, which, by the way, the Republican average age is lower than the Democrats. Last time I checked, which is should still be the case. I think I checked after the election. So. Yeah. And, and, and you're right. That is what we need. We need the state. And, and I apologize. I'm on my other screen trying to find the names. Um, yeah, no problem. But that is what we need. We need Republicans that actually are conservative. And, and we talked about this right after the 2020 election, that there used to be a time well, where I would have probably after the, It was after the Georgia election. That's yes, you're right. After off. Georgia. There, was, there used to be a time where I would probably have said, or actually not probably, I definitely would have said, it's better to hold your nose and vote for a, ba- a, a not great Republican candidate than to vote for a Democrat candidate because we need the control of the House and the Senate. Yeah. Um, the problem is controlling the House and Senate means nothing when we don't actually fight them on anything. Even if we own, even if we run the Senate or the House right now, they can clearly just, we don't run either one. I get that. We don't set mm-hmm. the agenda, but we had the votes to kill this bill. We did. And we because, chose because, because the Democrats, Democrats jumped ship on it. Yes. The ones on the far left, like, we're not voting for this. This isn't progressive enough. And the, the Republicans could have went, yeah, this is too progressive. We're not voting for it. So this should have been dead because you only would have had, I guess, moderate to left-leaning um, Democrats that were going for it. So you know, it, it, there was a time where I supported that because, like, okay, we need the we need the control. Well, having the control means nothing now. So I don't actually have any interest in fighting for it. So, and by the way, I mentioned I said Build Back Better earlier. I meant to say the infrastructure bill. The Build Back Better thing still hasn't passed quite yet. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still fighting for more build back better garbage, but the infrastructure bill is what they is what they got through. And thirteen Republican turncoats jumped ship, and I have the names. Yeah. What's crazy is that in the build back better plan, or maybe it's the infrastructure plan, that they kept whittling it down. Well, they they kept the uh, tax cuts for the wealthy. 
while also saying that the wealthy need to pay more, they need to pay their fair share, which I don't know what that means. Yeah, the, I, I've never understood exactly what they what they knew, what they mean by pay their fair share because they never really define it because they don't have an answer. No, they they, they have no idea. Like they they had the minimum wage defined as fifteen dollars, so it's just amazing that they didn't define what the fair share is. They just go like, well, back in the day, they would uh, allow us to pay to they did like forty percent or fifty percent or whatever they wanted to say. But yeah, go for it, Jeff. Read all these names. So I've got this on the screen for those of you watching our YouTube stream, but a stream, but I want to put this out there for anybody listening to the audio. So these are the people that if you happen to live in their districts, uh, vote them out, uh, primary them out. And these are the people that have turned their turned their backs. Because I also want to point out point out that six Democrats voted against this bill, as Mike said, because it wasn't progressive enough. Thirteen, we had the votes to kill this, but 13 Republicans decided to jump ship and help the Democrats when they had no reason to help. Because it's not even like they, because you could say, well, did they do it? Because, because the argument was always, well, the, the momentum's behind them. They jumped ship to try and save themselves, but the momentum is against the Democrat party. So representative Don Bacon of Nebraska, Brian Fitzpatrick of Pennsylvania, Andrew Gabarino of New York, Anthony Gonzalez of Ohio, John Katko of New York, Adam Kinziger of Illinois, Nicole Maliotakis of New York. David McKinley of West Virginia, Tom Reed of New York, Chris Smith of New Jersey, Fred Upton of Michigan, Jeff Van Drew of New Jersey, and Don Young of Alaska. We're coming for you. I am going to make sure that these names are well known in 2022. I'm going to make sure that every single person on this list, that this show does everything we can. And we may have very little reach, but we're going to use the little reach we have to make sure none of you people are sitting in the house next in 2023. Thank you for that, Jeff. It's interesting that, uh, I won't say that it's interesting, but um, Fred Upton of Michigan, he's uh, in like the bottom corner of Michigan, like uh, south of Grand Rapids, like Benton Harbor, uh, right next to Indiana. So this is one to let people know he's not, he's nowhere near me. I can't vote him out. <laughs> Just to make that clear. Yeah, and there's no one in North Carolina for me to vote out. I will say that, you know, every single, there are many of these people, uh, Anthony Gonzalez being one I know off the top of my head has already said he's not running for reelection in 2022. A lot of the people on this list, I believe something like seven or eight of these individuals have already said they're not running for reelection in 2022. Um, and so they're, they're doing these things knowing that there's no recourse, mm -hmm. that they'll never have to pay for, for what they're doing. And again, you can say, well, they're voting, they're voting their conscience or blah, blah, blah. No, they're, they're elected to vote for their constituents. And especially like, I know some of these districts that some of these people are in. Again, I'll use Anthony Gonzalez as an example. He's in Columbus, which is actually a more conservative district than people think. And um, they, the support for this infrastructure bill, I highly doubt is there. They're not voting for their constituents. They're voting for themselves as turncoats. They need to be mm -hmm. gone. We need, as Mike said, a young crop of conservatives to run the party or the party needs to die and we need a new conservative party. One of two things has to happen and those are the only two options. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Mm. We want to talk, uh, talk yeah. COVID? Yeah. Well, actually, let's, uh, let's, go, let's take a step back. 
it happened to uh, Kamala Harris um, and why she's oh, yes. hated. So for those of you who don't know, or actually Jeff just, just mentioned it, Biden's support has dropped below 40%. Kamala Harris is under 30. I think it was 28%. Or, or 28% just, and 38%. 38% Biden, 28% Kamala Harris, respectively. Thank you. So um, Biden's makes sense because he's been a, a horrible uh, president. With Kamala, the reason hers is so low is there's a huge number of people who are unsure about her. And I think it's those people who don't like her but are, are too afraid to say it. She's because she was a, a horrible person in the primary. Yes, Jeff. That's a hundred percent wrong. I, I hate to jump in and correct you, but that's not right. Okay. The reason is because we are all racist and sexist. You know what? You're right. Actually, I think Jimmy Kimmel said something about that. So let's let's pull that up of Jimmy Kimmel um, saying the truth about what's going on. As a loner, if Americans really aren't happy with his vice president, Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris has an approval rating of 28%, which is makes no sense because she basically has nothing to do. I mean, it's like <laughs> criticizing a backup quarterback. Tom Brady's okay. I don't love the way Blaine Gabbert has his legs folded on the bench. I have to be honest. Kamala's approval rating uh, of 28% is even lower than the 30% who approved of Dick Cheney in 2008 after he shot a guy in the face. <laughs> Uh, I love your internet. Like, I love your internet. I think Thank you. We're forgetting that at least ten percent of the of those polled approved of Dick Cheney because he shot a guy in the face. <laughs> I think I know why Kamala's ratings are low. Besides sexism and racism, which are the obvious ones, it's because whenever she's next to Joe, standing near him, behind him, she looks like an assassin. She looks like. <laughs> Nebula next to Thanos, ready to right, especially with a mask. <laughs> All right, All right. Thank you, Mike, so for sharing that. yeah, besides her looking very assassin like, um, no one liked her in the primaries. Hello, can you guys can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, cool. I saw the, the mute pop up, it was from my other screen. Yeah, it's because I heard an echo from your computer audio bouncing back to me. Uh, I got you. I got you. So, uh, as I was saying, no one liked her in the primary. No one. Like, she wasn't able to make it to her home state of California because she was polling so low in the polls because of uh, Tulsi Gabbard and her, uh, her, I guess, throat, po political throat punch that he gave to Kamala Harris and took her out. Um, by the way, Tulsi Gabbard is one of the the few Democrats, or actually the only Democrat I saw that came out that said she agreed with the Rittenhouse verdict. Um, that's a, a different topic. And Tulsi Gabbard is the only Democrat that I will save right now. I would probably back for a congressional run if she ran again, because I don't care what she identifies as. That woman is not a liberal, or she and she may be a classical liberal. She is not yes. aggressive. Well, and she, we, I don't even necessarily this think she's a classical liberal. If you listen to things, she's, I think she's starting to swing further right, similar to Dave Rubin, who says he's a classical liberal. But if you listen to his standpoints or his, is where he stands on issues, I think he's shifting away from classical liberal even. Um, and, yeah. and maybe he's not as conservative as me or you, but he's more conservative than even a classical liberal used to be. Uh, but Tulsi Gabbard is definitely not a progressive. I would back Tulsi Gabbard. I actually really like Tulsi Gabbard more and more. Because she comes yeah. out against a lot of things they say. She does. She does. I think once the the Democrats, I want to say, well, they threw her away 
and she she still kept her voice on like Joe Rogan and Tucking uh, Tucker Carlson and Dave uh, Rubin. I think her being around a bunch of not even um, conservatives. Uh, Joe Rogan isn't a conservative, but around a lot of open-minded people, I started to shift her away and make her realize that some of the policies that she had that were on the left just don't make sense. But yeah, we've we talked about this before. It's like, why do we like her? Because you look at her policies at least six months ago, she was still a Democrat. It's like, oh, because she's a, a sane one. She's like a, a JFK Democrat. And yeah, I, I agree with you. I think she, if she runs, I wouldn't be surprised if she ran as a Republican or at the very least an independent. I, I would I would be stunned if she ran as a Democrat at this point. The Democrats don't even like her. So if she ran, it'd have to be as an independent. I think, uh, I think at a minimum. I think I think the people like her. I think the DNC hates her. Correct. Yeah, I think Democrat people may like her, but the DNC would never back her. So if she ran, she'd have to run at a minimum as an independent, probably as a Republican. Yeah. And I, I like I said, I would actually back her, but I don't I don't want to get you off topic. So, yeah, uh, you're right. Tulsi Gabbard kind of killed Kamala's campaign before it really got going. She wasn't happy. It wasn't liked in the uh, primaries. She wasn't liked in the 2020 general election. She didn't poll well as a VP candidate. No, like the they had to bring in the Obamas because like, no, no, don't look at this black person. Look at this black person. This is the black person you need to be focused on for when you vote uh, blue, not her. Don't look at her. She's in the background. Focus on Michelle. She is the pseudo VP because she's the one that's doing all the campaigning. So, and I, I, I think every time she speaks, people hear more. Because when there's serious issues, she gives off that evil, awkward laugh that is come all hackle. As... I'm gonna get that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you will, you'll be able to find like a, a compilation of that. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna that. find it in like two seconds. Yeah, oh, that's not gonna surprise me at all. But like she she has that I don't say evilness about her, but like she's she's not authentic. She's like Hillary Clinton, but worse, in my opinion. And like it was crazy. People were celebrating when she became president for a few hours. I was like, uh, Biden was under anesthesia for a colonoscopy. I feel like you shouldn't be celebrating her being president for that. Well, so those... it, it was ridiculous. They're looking for things to to say. Like she's the first minority woman to have presidential powers. You're just looking for stuff now to to say as a first. It's kind of like in, when you watch sports and they find really obscure st statistics. So like, no team since 1967 has ever thrown the ball 17 times in a row and then run the ball six times. Yeah. Nobody cared. It's like you just needed to fill that with, with some stat. So this is what you used. This is fill the void. So I, Kamala here is is uh never gonna be president oh well, i take the back she she could be but she will never be elected president is is my feeling because no one likes her oh I, that, that was that i it was although i will say i had to go and look for it on DuckDuckGo because youtube it's hard to find can you uh read that title really quick for us kamala harris laugh compilation see at your own risk thank you Poor hubby. Poor hubby. 
That's enough of that. <laughs> you done? Yeah, I can't take any more of it, but I think you get the point. The point being that if I didn't know better, I would swear that Mark Hamill stole the Joker laugh from Kamala Harris. <laughs> she does a very good good impression of it. It's is downright creepy. Yeah, and and you're you're right. I agree with you. I don't think she'll ever be president because the Democrat Party is already actively working to and it's it's funny, there's already a splintering in the White House. Many of Kamala's aides have come out and said they believe that Biden and the Biden administration are setting her up to fail, uh, claiming that it's because he's racist or sexist or both. There was a CNN article published earlier this week, um, actually well, last week at this point, published on November 18th um, by Edward Isaac Dover and Jasmine Wright. Exasperation and dysfunction inside Kamala Harris's frustrating start as vice president, which if you read through the whole thing, alleges that uh, racism and sexism are behind the desire, the DNC and the Biden administration's attempts to derail Harris as a VP and thereby a presidential candidate in 2024. Um, there are talks within, there are rumors of talks within the White House about trying to find ways to remove Kamala as vice president so that she is, uh, so they can replace her, um, which I have to tell you, I don't know of a constitution. I'm not saying there isn't one, but I don't know of a way to do that short of impeachment. She could resign, but she'd have to choose to do that or, or mm -hmm. be forced into it. Um, other than that, she the only way I could think of would be to impeach her, which I don't see them being able to do that. Um, I don't see the Democrat. If the Democrats impeach their own sitting vice president, <laughs> that there will be civil war in their party and they know it. So they won't ever do that. Civil war is already coming. It is. And I would love to see it personally. I'd love to see them try and impeach their own sitting VP. I don't think they will, though. Um, but there are rumors that the Biden administration wants to try and have her removed. Uh, she is constantly seen as uh, apparently in behind closed doors is, is fights Biden on things. Um, feels like she's been sidelined and isn't isn't respected. Her own team feels like she's being sidelined. So there's a big chasm opening up in the Democrat Party. And you can see the people on the left kind of eating their own about it. Jimmy Kimmel coming out and saying racism and sexism. But at the same time, the DNC is coming down and saying, like, oh, it's it's Kamala's fault. So it's like, are you going is the where's the left going to go? Are the progressives going to jump behind Kamala Harris, who they clearly didn't like very much because she couldn't even get. Uh, she couldn't even get up there with Elizabeth Warren, let alone Bernie right. Sanders numbers with the Bernie Sanders numbers with the progressives. So, which is crazy because not, she votes very similar to Bernie Sanders. She's she actually votes more. She's the most progressive person in the Senate. Or yes, she was. you're right. You're right. When she you're was right. in the Senate, she was the most progressive person in the Senate. So, either way, she like she didn't get the, but that being said, she still doesn't get the support of Sanders or Elizabeth Warren. She's definitely not going to get the uh, support of centrist Democrats because they don't like her at all. So where's the left going to go? Are they going to jump behind Kamala Harris and say that Biden is racist and that's why she's not being supported. And then what's that well, do for the president? <laughs> what? I mean, Kamala was saying that when they were uh, in the primary together. She's, yeah. She said it against uh, directly against them and then ran with him. But so, so now does the left jump behind her or do they jump behind Biden and support him when he's clearly trying to oust her as VP, they are splintering in every single way. And I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. Me too. Cause they never should have picked her. And so some people are saying that, well, she's VP, so she's not in charge of anything. 
was like, well, the reason y'all like Biden was because he was leading like the the healthcare act. Like Biden was like when he left office, and for some reason Kamala Harris isn't. So clearly, there's something that the VP is supposed to be doing or not doing um, that people uh, are pissed off about. Like she's supposed to be leading the uh, border crisis. That's 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 what she's supposed to be doing. Like the amount of power she has versus what she's supposed to be doing as a figurehead, or or I agree, are two different things. But that's what she's supposed to be doing is communicating uh, with that the same way Biden was communicating with people in the House and Senate to get Obamacare passed. And it was known that he was doing that. It was known that he was uh, going to Afghanistan like once a month. Like, what is Kamala Harris actually doing that people can tangibly say like, oh, this is why we needed her as VP? Well, and it's funny you bring that up, Mike, because the the one of the rumors that's going around, if you read some of these reports coming out about the, the, the schism between the two, is that the Biden administration, uh, the people in Biden's camp within the White House, feel that Kamala is failing on her own because they've given her opportunities to shine and she's for lack of a better way to, to say this, and I'll I'll say the the clean version um, rather than the uh, the cursing version, she's crapped the bed. Because um, yeah. that, that's the belief amongst Biden's camp is that she's failed at the border crisis. She's failed at every task she's been given, that it's not that they're holding her back, it's that she's failing at everything because she's stupid. Whereas the Kamala Harris camp believes that they're giving, she, she's being given things that she simply cannot win because she's being set up to fail. Frankly, I can't tell you what the case is because they're, you know, both people in the administration are idiots. So either one could be true. Yeah, it could be true. Yeah, they both could be true. Either could be true. But like when Kamala Harris is in charge of the border and she goes to like this one little corner of the border, not actually where the crisis is, like that's your fault for, for, for doing that. And like you were pushing before the election that everyone please come. And now I was like, don't come. Don't come. So, like, people can, like, just take, all right, this is what you said before you were elected. This is what you're saying now. This is on you. So, and, but, like, the border crisis could be fixed relatively easily. They just got to go back to the Trump policies, which they, they started doing, but not quick enough. Yeah, and it's... The border crisis, I don't see getting fixed before the night. I mean, the thing is, all these things, if the Republicans can just position smart in 2022, can be a landslide. Just like in Virginia, what you saw, because they are bad everywhere. They are bad across the board in what they're in, how they're running this. Mm -hmm. Like they for the border, they could say we are very pro legal immigration. America is exceptional. It's the greatest country on Earth. We fully understand why people want to come here. But if you want to come here, you got to wait in line. And the people that are coming over illegally need to be sent back because they should not be rewarded for simply sneaking over here when people are ever waiting in line. I think that simple message could win people over. Easily. I 100% agree. That yeah, message we want, all took. Yes. We want immigration. Just has to be legal. America is dope. Please come. That's It's not that hard to do. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk our last topic of the day um, before our nerd topic. Uh, let's talk COVID. Two big topics I want to talk about is number one, OSHA, uh, the mandate that we talked about in our last episode that had actually come out that they put out their rule that by 
January 4th, everyone was going to have to be um, making sure their employees were vaccinated or getting tested, et cetera, et cetera. That got shut down less than a week after it was announced mm-hmm. by the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. Now, technically, it hasn't been completely shut down. The case still needs to be tried. Um, and we'll talk about I'll talk about that in a minute. But first, it's currently, it's currently blocked right now. It's, it's, it's currently blocked. Down. There's a stay. Uh, in place from the Fifth Circuit. That's not going away. OSHA has already said they're going to, like the Biden administration tried to pull an Andrew Jackson and basically said, let let the course enforce it and came out the next day and said companies should still be doing this. Uh, Literally the next day, Jen Psaki's um, little second in command while she was out with COVID um, (laughs) said that, well, companies should still be doing this regardless of what the courts say. So they tried to ignore the courts. OSHA has now come out and said they're not going to enforce anything because of the courts. Um, now, the case still has to be tried. It has because as is typical, and I know some I saw some things on the Internet. Some people thought it was a scam. Some people didn't. Um, I, just to make it clear, when multiple people sue technic- typically over very similar things like this, sue the government um, and they're in different circuits, it is very it is common practice that the cases get combined and go to one circuit court, which is selected at random. Um, The circuit that was selected at random um, was the sixth circuit, which represents Tennessee, Kentucky, Ohio, and Michigan, Michigan. I believe. Um, Mm -hmm. It's fairly conservative court. It of, uh, I want to say that roughly two thirds of the justices were Republican appointed justices um, on that court. Um, it's, so it's fairly conservative. It's been conservative, their rulings in the past, the primary, um, at least from the private sector, the primary, uh, litigant or, or named, uh, plaintiff in the case is actually the daily wire. Um, so they'll be, their, uh, lawyers, um, will be arguing the case as well as probably some of the, the States I would assume that are, that are also named plaintiffs. Um, as well, but I don't, I don't know the specifics, but I know for a fact, at least the daily wire is the key plaintiff in the case. Yes, they are. Um, and like I said, it's, it's, uh, it's the court that represents Tennessee, Kentucky, Ohio, Michigan. Um, and it's very likely going to be uh, the fifth. It, they're going to overturn the mandate. So it, it, while it still remains to be seen, there's still oral arguments that have to be heard. And it's everything could go anyway. So continue to pray about it, whatever you do. Um, but it's likely that it will be overturned. I will continue to believe it's going to be overturned. Then that would mean the only way that this mandate can move forward is if the federal government appeals to the Supreme Court, which they probably will. And SCOTUS then has to do two things. One, they have to take the case, which they mm-hmm. have shown a desire to not do um, numerous times over the last year. They don't want to touch the COVID uh, mandates because they've refused to take every other case about it. So they may or may not even take the case. If they do take the case, they then have to choose to overturn the lower court's ruling, which is typically, which is complete within their power. Um, But in this specific case, I would find unlikely. So there is a very good reason to believe that the OSHA mandate is dead. Mm -hmm. Very true. The other topic I wanted to discuss very briefly in terms of uh, the COVID stuff going on is my favorite little gremlin, Anthony Fauci, Dr. Anthony Fauci, AKA China fraud, Tony. 
um, as we've discussed before, is an accurate name for Dr. Anthony Fauci. There is an accurate anagram for the name Dr. Anthony Fauci and an accurate, accurate one as well, for that matter. So I've got a couple clips I want to play of China Fraud Tony. Yeah. If you'll bear with me. So this first clip is China Fraud Tony discussing um, boosters every six months for Americans. Mm-hmm. And of course, we're having I'm having technical issues with the clip, all because I want it to work. All right. And you were talking about my internet. It's specifically this clip. The other clip was working just fine for me a second ago. It's specifically this one won't load for some reason. And it's because I had to go find it on Twitter because I couldn't find the actual clip on YouTube. Uh, so so I will stuff loaded up. Yeah. So I will show the other clip first. So this clip is an interview he did with CBS. I think it was Good Morning America, but I don't remember exactly because um, I didn't watch the actual interview. I watched the the interview the recap afterward. I watched this clip, but this is just showing you how truly evil this man is and how and how his transition to bond villain has become complete <laughs> even in the way he dresses one of the I things that to me was most difficult to accept is that we put together a good plan for how we were going to try and dampen down the spread of infection early on thinking that that was accepted by everybody and then the next day, the president saying free Michigan, free Virginia. What, what, I, I didn't quite understand what the purpose of that was, except to put this misplaced perception about people's individual right to make a decision that supersedes the societal safety. That, to me, is one of the things that I think went awry in all of this. Did you ever raise that with President Trump? You know, I didn't have the opportunity to raise it. I was sort of like shocked. And then I didn't speak to him for some time after that. But it was at that point that I realized that I would have to just get out there myself and say things that clearly were going to be contradictory. I'm not totally sure what the, the president was referring to, that it was much worse than we're saying it was, that it's not going to go away tomorrow. It's not going to disappear like magic. Because, you know, this virus is going... So there are a couple of things he says in this clip that, that I think are important that, that I want to talk about, Mike. Mm-hmm. And, and we can hit them in either order. But number one, uh, the first thing I want to talk about, and it doesn't have to be in this order, but is this idea that personal liberties, he says... We, we got into this big problem of personal liberties superseding the, the common health concern. Um, and, and Fauci basically implying in his statement that that is not true and that he is going to take it upon himself to right the ship because he has the right to make sure your personal liberties don't supersede his orders. The second piece is while I am not a believer that the president is a king or, or should ever be, the belief that this bureaucrat decides that I no longer agree with the president. So I'm going to make it my personal mission to go and become the voice of the United States government around the president. So what would you like to talk about first? And while you do that, I'm going to get the other clip fixed. Yeah. You know what? Let's, let's do the second one. So what should have happened 
in my opinion, is Fauci should have been fired immediately and they should have moved Dr. Perk, uh, Burks into that position, Dr. Deborah Burks. Because I, as I've mentioned before, um, in the first probably four months of this whole COVID stuff, I was watching every press briefing every day because, you know, I had the, uh, the, the fortune to be working from home. So I, I was able to have a YouTube uh, clip up that and watch the press briefing that started at three, four or five o'clock while I was uh, still doing my work. Every time I saw Deborah Burks, she was a was phenomenal in my opinion. She she showed the the actual data. She showed like, all right, here's where we're trending. Here's the what the um, models are showing us. Here's the lower bound. Here's the upper bound. She would she would give us these updates every day or or every week. Um, when reporters asked her questions about certain types of data, if she didn't have it, it would show up uh, the next day or next briefing or the briefing after that. So I thought she did a very good job of showing that this is a data-driven process. Dr. Fauci, on the other hand, was very contradictory um, when I watched him. My issue with him um, is he's he's spoken in platitudes. Like he he wouldn't give any concrete information, which irritated me because he was the the lead on this. Um, so the fact that he he was one the worst uh, one up there in my opinion, and then the fact that he decides to contradict his boss essentially, he should have been removed immediately. And I I'm 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 sure Trump didn't want to do that because it it would look bad politically. But at the same time, this guy clearly doesn't care about the Constitution and how America is built. Like, whatever other countries are doing, other countries are, are free to do. But America has certain restrictions in place on the federal government that don't allow them to, to do the things that they did. Uh, and the fact that he goes, well, your personal liberties don't matter. It's like, no, this is one of the few countries where personal liberties uh, is the is is uh is king i guess i for a better way of saying it so what, so what are I, your agree thoughts? With, I agree 100 i don't i don't like dr burks quite as much as you do but i i agree with the, the the sentiment behind what you said anyway um and i agree fauci should have been fired a long time ago not just based on that but that's that the fact that he says that so openly in an interview today is just evidence of what i believed about fauci a year and a half ago um that fauci is in this for fauci this is the same man by the way who said that um, people should be worried about kids getting AIDS from someone in the household who haven't had AIDS or HIV um, from regular familial contact, you know, just being in the same house. This same guy, he, he said the same things about HIV that he says about COVID today. And all of that was proven completely false. People don't want to talk about that, but it's true. The guy has been in, first of all, has been in government for like four Too decades. Too long. Um, second of all, he's never been on, on any major issue seemed to be right about anything. Um, so I agree that he should have been fired right off the bat because the problem is he wasn't just like, he wasn't a whistleblower talking about something the president that was doing that was corrupt. I'm all for that. What he was doing was he said, I, I want to become, I'm going to become the face of this issue and I'm going to make it all about, I'm going to get out there because I don't agree with the guy who's in charge. I don't agree with the rest of the task force. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to make this about me and I'm going to say what I want to say. Should have been fired from the jump. And the fact that he's still around after the numerous things that have been coming out about this man, about the fact that he 
lied multiple times under oath to the Senate about gain of funding or gain of function research. The fact that he's tested on animals with the cruel, disgusting things we showed about the puppies not that long ago. Like the fact that he's still, excuse me, I had a cough. Uh, the fact that he's still in his position is ridiculous, but that just, it's just evidence that this has never been about anything more than his own ego and his desire to be God. Um, and, and I think it goes to this, the, you know, the, the second piece that he believed he, his fundamental core problem with Trump and thereby with everyone who agrees with this sentiment is that your personal liberties in his mind do not supersede what he believes as his right to tell you what the good of the medical population is, which by the way, um, there's nothing proving that anything he has said has worked or been remotely helpful in stopping COVID or helping COVID or anything. He's come out against numerous treatments that have been shown not just in the United States, but across the world to work and uh, Fauci has been against them. He's also known to be on the take for numerous uh, vaccine labs. Um, there are all kinds of problems with Fauci, but it all comes down to the fact that he doesn't like that anyone thinks their individual right to freedom and choice supersedes his right to tell them what to do if he deems it a medical issue. Mm -hmm. Very true. It also and goes completely against the idea of informed consent, by the way, or of patients' rights. And as a man who supposedly is a doctor, it completely goes against anything that he should actually be doing. Very true. And just, just to point out, um, Biden has been in office for the, the last 10 months. So he's had all, all the Democrats that he needs. Um, and COVID still hasn't gone away. Also, all the power that he wants to have, uh, the amount of deaths from this year um, have superseded the year before when we didn't have a vaccine. Correct. So let's shift to my other Fauci video because I, I found a... a different version of the same video so it'll it'll work cool uh, so let's pull that up oh, there we go for us do you recommend that every single yeah. american 18 and older get a booster shot absolutely dana uh, let's make it clear you know when there's lack of clarity people get confused they're not sure what to do if you are 18 or older and you've been vaccinated, fully vaccinated with the Moderna or the Pfizer mRNA six months or more ago, get a booster. If it's J&J &J and it's two months ago or more, get a booster. I don't think we should get hung up on should, may. Just go out and get boosted. We know they're safe and we know they're highly effective in bringing very, very high up the optimization of your protection. So just go ahead and get boosted. Now's the time to do it. As we're getting into the holiday season, you want to be fully protected in the sense of getting optimal. I mean, the vaccines themselves clearly are still highly effective, but you want to make sure the durability of that protection is longer. And that's the reason why you get boosted, because we know no vaccine lasts forever. So the, the, the protection starts to wane a bit. And that's what the boost is all about. Bottom line, Dana, get boosted. So that's that's one one of his videos, and I can find another one if you want. But uh, but really, I think the the point remains the same. Mike, is this is you know one he's pushing the boosters um, once again and, and stating and things that are by the way. What he's pushing boosters and the he has money in pharmaceutical companies. 
Correct. And, and, and by the way, some of the things he's saying about the boosters have been not been scientifically proven. Um, we, we haven't seen that it's really helping. There are numerous countries, Israel being one of them, where fully vaccinated people. Now we're all getting most of uh, most of Israel now has three shots um, because they mandated it there and they are still having significant outbreaks of COVID. We're seeing that mm -hmm. around Europe. We're seeing it all over the place. So what he's saying has not been proven, number one. Number two, um, what he's saying is that uh, get boosted now if you've had it in six months. There's another video later in this interview, the video I was originally going to go show, and I will, I'll pull that up if, I, if we have time in the broadcast left, where he says that he won't say that you necessarily definitely need to get them every six months, but that it's possible we'll need to get them every six months. And I actually uh, got that pulled up really quick. So I'm going to, I'm going to pull that up uh, just a second. All right, go for it. Just because I, I want people to hear this because I want, I want to hear, I want people to realize what he's going on. And this is something that we're looking at very carefully that that third shot with the MRNA not only boosts you way up, but increases the durability so that you will not necessarily need it every six months or a year. We're hoping it pushes it out more. If it doesn't, and the data show we do need it more often, then we'll do it. And and this is something that we're looking at very carefully. Yeah, so that's that's, that's, that's the critical thing shot here, right? with the is, mRNA is if the is well, we don't think it's going to be six every six months, but it might be. And he, you know, if it if we decide that if we decide that it needs to be every six months, it will be. So that's so the, the uh, problem. Sorry. So the, the problem I, I have with that is this, we're looking at the data to see if it's if it's not the case. There's not enough data to say that to, to even hint that we you may not need it every six months or every year. That's so that's just completely false. And as someone who's a doctor who's in the, the scientific community should not be saying that because boosters did not uh, have, have just started. So to say that, well, you may not need them um, after a year, or after six months. There's no data to say that. The same way yeah. when they were, when the vaccines were just coming out and saying that they were safe and effective and there's nothing wrong with them. It's like you just launched these and they're only uh, been around for less than a year. You have no idea what the long-term effects are. So yeah, you can say that, that they're safe and effective for uh, six months because that's how long you've been testing. But don't say there's nothing wrong with these, these vaccines and you can feel free to get them. And just make this clear, Jeff and I are, aren't anti-vax. Both have young kids who have all their vaccines right now. Um, I've had all my vaccines. The difference is all the vaccines that I've had and that my daughter has had have been around since my parents uh, were kids. The other difference really is that they're actually vaccines, not not weak therapeutics. Thank because you. because the other difference is my son is not going to catch polio and just have slightly lower symptoms. He's just not going to catch polio, and that's exactly. the difference because. On top of everything else, I, look, this is not a, a blast the vaccine um, episode, but there is the, the vaccine is not working like a vaccine. But all of that aside, as Mike said, there's no data to support what he's saying. He doesn't know how long it's going to last. Um, they are they they don't know how they don't they don't have any testing to support how many of these boosters are going to be safe to put into your body before you start to create some kind of other problem because they don't know how many shots you can take before it's a problem. They do not. They, they don't, they don't have that data. And so he's out there saying things that are not scientifically founded. And he's saying things also that, you know, we have, 
proven therapeutics now. Pfizer even came out with another way to make their own money on a therapeutic. Once you get into, once you get COVID, that's supposed to reduce symptoms by like 88%. So if you can take that, then what's the point of a vaccine mandate? Because it's essentially the same. He's saying the vaccines are effective when that's been proven to be false. Um, you know, he's, and the biggest thing is, again, he's making the statement that what fully vaccinated means is going to change at there at the drop of a hat on their whims because mm-hmm. now he's starting by saying you should get boosted um it's soon going to be like some countries in the world have already done that you must get boosted or you're not fully vaccinated anymore so all you people who got one shot two shots whatever uh it doesn't matter now you're not vaccinated anymore um and then three shots isn't going to be enough it's going to be four it's going to be five it's going to be ten this by the way the same man is also saying now they pushed the shot for Um, over 18, then under 18 from 12 to 18, then five to 12. Now he's saying that by the beginning of 2022, uh, well, yeah, five to 11, but that's because really, I mean, it really should have been 12 because it was only over 12 years old. I thought before that and 11 to 12, I'm assuming you can still get it, but maybe it was five, maybe it was over 11, but either, either regardless, they've started pushing it for five to 11. That's correct. But he started saying now that he believes that by the beginning of 2022, that they'll be recommending it for infants and toddlers. And I'll tell you right now, my sh- my son will not be getting this shot. Fuck no. I'm not supposed to be swearing on the show. That, but there is, no, there is no evidence of what this does in uh, small child's development and, and, and the risk of COVID to a child that age is less than a thousandth of a percent. It's not in the top 10 of deaths for infants. It's not even, it's, it's like the- Actually, the, it might be 15. It is, it is literally, they have a 99.999% survival rate for someone that age. So why you would vaccinate them against this be, is beyond me anyway. They have an immune system that needs to develop. Beyond that, we have no evidence or, or any scientific testing on what this will do to somebody that age. And so he's pushing all these things. By the way, he's on the take of all these companies. Oh, and what, what really pisses me off is that... Um, liberals or people on the left will continually complain that we're in this endless war because all the senators have stocks and all the the military uh companies or or weapon manufacturers and then they completely ignore the fact that senators have a whole bunch of money in the the pharmaceutical industry and for some reason uh they're just pushing it up the goodness of the heart so it's like and and they're and they're not paying attention to the fact that that hey this vaccine has been free quote unquote, to the whole world. And yet Pfizer has posted record profits numerous quarters in a row. So it, it's like people just can't. And, and and we have minted like eight new pharmaceutical billionaires in the last year. Yeah. But yeah, they're, they're, those people aren't corrupt. It's just, it's a logical disconnect that just does not make sense. I, I completely agree. Like for me, I think all centers have some amount of corruption and was going to say that the longer you're in, you're in the, the, the Senate or the house, uh, the more likely you are to be corrupt as you pick up more and more sponsors and everything like that. So like, uh, Nancy Pelosi, who's been in there since what the seventies, eighties, I'm pretty sure she's uh, super corrupt. This is my feeling in general that the longer you're in a position of power the more uh that power corrupts you 
and the more likely you must be corrupt to keep that power. And on top of that, everyone in the Congress who came in without money and is now a multimillionaire obviously is corrupt because that job pays $170,000 a year. Mm -hmm. Or if you're the speaker, it pays a little over 200,000, not enough to be worth like $200 million or $20 million or even $10 million or even $5 million. Yeah. Like if, a, if, if you worked there for 20 years, yeah. Well, there's like people like there's by their second term or like multimillionaires. It's like, um, well, you only made, you only made 400 or 1.2 million. How, how are you this rich right now? Yeah. But so that's what it is. All right. So it's been a good show. I think it's time for a nerd topic. Admittedly, normally we come in with a pre-prepped nerd topic. Uh, we're on back-to-back -back recordings. We've already recorded one special uh, for the evening. So, Mike, thoughts on a nerd topic? Well, so I think last time we talked about uh, what was that movie? The one you didn't want to watch, uh, Shang Chi. I saw yeah. Shang Chi, but I hated it at, at, the, at the time. I thought at the time you didn't watch it. No, I had seen it. I just gave my review of how much I hated it. Which one that? Um, you didn't want to watch that I reviewed. Oh, Venom. That's what it was. Oh, Sorry. yeah. It was Venom 2. That's right. Venom 2. I've still not seen it. Yeah. So, um, if I remember correctly, you haven't seen Eternals. I have not seen the Eternals. Correct. And you haven't seen Ghostbusters. I have not seen Ghostbusters Correct. yet. So, we can do another. You can guess what's in the movie, and I can tell you. Sure. Let's do that. Uh, let's do the Eternals first, because... Admittedly, I I know a little bit about Eternals because we've talked, but I don't like. So I will tell you, I already know this is wrong because you told me it was wrong. Uh, but based on the previews, I thought maybe the villain would be Galactus. Mm -hmm. um, I know you've already told me that's not correct. Yep. Right. FYI, this is not a spoiler-free review because for Mike to answer my questions, he has to give spoilers. Pretty much. I'll, uh, I'll try so, my best to be. Uh, so uh, what I'm assuming direct, is we'll see how it goes. So what I'm assuming based on my my I'll be honest, I don't know much about the Eternals as comic heroes, but I do mm -hmm. know that one of the Eternal, the guy who's played by Rob Stark, um, mm -hmm. who's I don't know what the character's name is. I know he's essentially the, the Marvel version of Superman, just a, a mm -hmm. crappier version of Superman. Uh, so mm -hmm. I'm expecting that he's going to be uh, the main hero, but he's kind of boring. I'm expecting he's boring. I, I expect the movie is very flat with very little character development. I expect a lot of uh, cheesy jokes just like I saw in the trailers where like he breaks the table and it's like, Oh, it's from Ikea. Um, Cause he thought it was going to be vibranium or something. So I assume it's a lot of corny jokes. I assume it's very flat characters. Um, I'm thinking that it is a lot of jumping from random action sequence to random action sequence. It's very little uh, actual exposition or story. And I'm guessing that the story is something along the lines of, they're super powerful celestial beings. They've been on Earth monitoring things. Um, and, you know, now a threat has risen that is finally beyond the power of all humankind. And so they have to step in for the good of the galaxy. Um, but there's going to be very little explanation or a very bad explanation as to why and how they have never in, been involved in anything the Avengers did. Cool. All right. So let's start with that one. So yes, it was pretty much 
now this threat is has reached the level of the internals and this is why we're going to uh, uh intervene um, okay so the only time they were intervened before is uh well i'm not sure how much you know about the eternals but pretty much there's like there's these weird beings that land on earth and their job is only to like kill those things so, so everything else they ignore okay uh, and those and those beings are or they, they do it they hunt humans so they're, they're they're protecting um didn't know that i don't know if that's in the comics or not but i didn't know that either way yeah i'm not sure uh, i don't really read marvel comics but uh so they do intervene uh intervene but only when it's related to those things um and they gave a poor answer why they didn't help with annals they just said that pretty much their boss said we can't do it so they didn't do it so who's their boss um it's like a celestial okay yeah um yeah so it's like their boss said they, they can't uh, intervene so they didn't um then pretty much once they killed all those weird beings um or villains or animals or whatever you want to call them they just kind of departed and said like all right well i'm gonna we're gonna wander the earth all kind of all separately and hang out and do things so why didn't they just leave because their boss said they're not they the boss did not give them uh allowance to leave so they're just chilling there waiting so they're just, uh, they're just there they're, they're, they're just like they were sent there and they're like now you have to stay here yeah so like they were That's stupid. like one of them one of them gets attacked like leaving like her um human boyfriend's birthday party she has a human boyfriend yes i mean and like okay I, i'll let that go yeah so eventually the they thought they killed all the um evil things but apparently they didn't so they they come back together to to hunt them down it takes all of them to, to fight one there's more there's multiple and apparently they're like oh so they did a really bad job and left a bunch of them yeah for, they might like, explain aren't they supposed to have been on earth for like thousands of years yeah they've been on earth since pretty much humans existed so thousands of years hmm. minimum uh yes. millions of years depending on what they what you know if they're talking cavemen or whatever but like i think i think they landed like in 5000 bc okay remember so like seven thousand years they've been on earth and in this amount of time they a failed at their mission apparently because they thought they killed everything but hadn't and b mm -hmm. had managed to go that entire time without seeing any of those things yeah that makes no like, sense I think that's a very uh, cool, that's very bad writing well something like oh something like they were like they were like trapped in the ice and because of the ice melting now they're they're oh so it's a global out. warming message yeah that, that, they do that in there but it's like if you're highly advanced creatures i feel like you should be able to detect under the ice like that seems pretty basic technology because i mean yeah just shine a light on that. ice and you can see in it yeah like humans can like detect like um miles below Suck. the surface of uh, yeah. antarctica's ice yeah and, and sucking chips and all that type of stuff so i thought that was kind of weird that they couldn't find them with their advanced technology um it's also yeah. kind of weird that these creatures are so powerful that they can apparently just be stuck in ice and frozen for thousands of years but they couldn't break out of the ice so that's what i was getting ready to say is like the eternals don't seem that much stronger than um avengers like uh i felt thor Thor or even Iron Man uh, with his suits could be able to, to handle the same level of threats. And like the powers 
Thor, Thor definitely. Because Thor is actually a god. That's the other thing. I don't understand where the Eternals fit in to the Marvel. That's the problem with Marvel is their mythos makes no sense. Because Thor is the it's multiple Thor gods stacked on top of each other. Yes. Yeah, there's like multiple gods like stacked on top of each other at different levels. But in the DC era, they actually made they explained it as old gods and new gods. This they, they like I said they may have they may explain it in the Marvel comics. I just don't. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't have to get into that right that. now because neither of us knows the answer. Yeah, but for the guy being the Superman equivalent, and all of them really, they seem weak. They they weren't impressive to me. Like there was things popping up because there's one that's uh, fast and like yeah, she could uh she could beat the Flash and from like her feats that I saw, she's not even close. She's like Quicksilver speed, and you know the Quicksilver is like um his speed is measuring like like Mach ten or something like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Flash is like faster than literally the speed of light. Yeah. So it's just it was just weird that so I was expecting like the Justice League level strength. And that's not what it was. I was expecting that too, but I didn't. I didn't. I mean, I do know the movie is the worst reviewed Marvel movie of all time. Yeah, and to your point about action scene, action scene, what actually happened is action scene, then like twenty minutes of dialogue, then another action scene, then like another twenty minutes of dialogue. So I, uh, I'm surprised I had almost, that much even even that much story in the movie. To be honest, I. So I think the way I explained it to you is like. If they just try to start Thanos trying to wipe out half the universe without mm-hmm. getting any of the the other movies, so they have to like give all this motivation for why he's going to do it, and then do it. So like you add yeah. up all those scenes and stuff. So what should have happened is the Eternals should have been hinted at. The Eternals should have been like the the second like big bad, but like the way they did Thanos. Is my opinion, they should have built up to him like that. Because they hinted that Thor knew of the, the internals. So I don't know why Thor didn't ever didn't bring them up. I mean, it would it's make like, sense that he would. Yeah. So again, that's what that's what like none of this really makes total sense to me because Thor should have known about this because Thor's a multi thousand year old being. Mm-hmm. Odin definitely would have known. Like the the Marvel, the MCU is I think has jumped the shark. Because I don't think they have a clear plan for where they're going in Phase Four. Because from what I read, this movie was supposed to set the stage for stage for for where they're going now. And mm-hmm. number one, I know it's the worst reviewed Marvel movie of all time. And number two, it doesn't sound like it sets the stage for anything. Like the last ten minutes does, but it's not interesting. Like I I don't want to see a Internals too. I'll put it that way. But does it set the stage for like a new Avengers Big Bad? Who is it? It's just that they're going to be fighting uh, Celestials. See, that's dumb. That's not a big bad. That's just that. That's just dumb. I think that's. I think that's what it was. I can't honestly. The movie is, was so bad that it's, it's faded from my memory. Yeah, it sounds like shame. I haven't heard of a good Marvel movie that's come out since Endgame. Uh, no, I can't think of one. Because since Endgame, bad. they've had what Black Widow. Not many so, people, hardly anybody liked. The problem with Black Widow is it, it should have came out five years before that. So that's one of the reasons. Like no one, there's no, there's no stakes. Like we know she survives. So like you put her like in these. Oh no, she's going to fall. Like no, she's not. She's going to live. 
Yeah, we, we know that. Well, that's part of it. And part of it is just it was, I don't think it was a movie that really. It just I didn't think it was very good. I watched it on Disney Plus. I just didn't think it was. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. Shang Chi yeah. was bad. They were also apparently was bad. Yeah, they also wasted Taskmaster, Taskmaster, and Black Widow, which pissed me off. Well, yeah, since he should be one of the cooler villains. The only good yeah. ones, like I'm excited for no uh, for No Way Home. Yeah, but, but to be totally honest with you, I don't think it's going to be that good. I think it's going to be worse than the other two. The problem with uh, that one is they hyped it up as this uh, all the Spider-Man are going get, to get together and that movie won't be able to live up to the hype that, that it has generated. I think that's no part of the... I, I agree that is a part of the problem. I think the other part of the problem is that the movie is... What made the other Spider-Mans good, in my opinion, was that they were far enough away from the MCU that you didn't get enough of the... I think the MCU is killing the MC, killing itself because their movies stopped being interesting. And I think what made those good was because they were in the MCU, so they were connected. You got a little bit of it, but it was not a big thing. But now this whole movie is MCU. It's all about... And, and I love Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, but I think it's going to be too much of the focus of that movie. Yeah, it's not going to be a Spider-Man movie. It's going to be a movie to try and fix the MCU that they screwed up by doing the stupid snap. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm hoping he's not in it a lot. I'm hoping he just kind of sets things up, and he tries to take out Spider-Man for Spider-Man trying to like reverse it in the way that isn't the right way. I'm sure this is going to happen. I hope that Um, that's what happens. I just don't. I think he's going to be in a lot of it. Yeah, because I think they're going to try to make him the focus because he's the only one that people like him and ant-man but ant-man you can't make a a star no and so i think it's going to be a big thing and i think it's gonna i think that they're using this movie and marvel screwed sony in this because they're instead of making a good spider-man movie what they're doing is trying to fix what they screwed up with endgame Mm -hmm. because i think they're now i think marvel is now realizing they completely killed the mcu with the decisions they made they decided to kill Iron Man. They decided to make Thor worthless, and now he's going to end up giving up the powers of Thor to uh, Jane in the next movie. That's the whole thing. And like, and yes, I realize they do that in the comics. That doesn't change the fact that it's dumb and nobody wants to watch it. Yeah, like how do they how do they go? They uh, they, they they fix that. They stop. Yeah, that. they had to retcon it because nobody liked it. Um, so they like Thor and Iron Man are both going to be gone. Like. The Hulk. Captain America is gone. They ruined the Hulk. They made Captain America. They ruined Captain America because they got rid of him. And then they did their whole the whole Falcon and Winter Soldier thing and had the new Captain America that nobody liked because it wasn't it wasn't Falcon. It was that other guy. Um, I don't remember the character's name. I can't either. Because it wasn't Falcon. Because he chose he was still Falcon and Falcon and Winter Soldier. There's the other Iron and the new Captain America, like, and they've got Captain Marvel that nobody likes. I think they're realizing the new Avengers is going to bomb. Very much so. I don't have any interest in seeing the new Avengers movies. The only character they still have that I actually like is Doctor Strange because I love Thor, but they're going to ruin Thor anyway. And it's basically become all comedy anyway because they have Taika, Taika YTT um, direct the movies. And granted, I find him hilarious. I think he's a great director. And I, I love his stuff. What We Do in the Shadows, one of his really early indie films, and they, there's a TV show for it now. Like It's one of my favorite things. But that does not mean he should be directing Thor. 
because Ragnarok was ruined by the amount of comedy that was in it. Yes, because it was like every five minutes we had have to throw in a joke here somewhere. Yeah. Every every single time anything was said, I was waiting for a punchline. So it ruined there were no dramatic stakes to the movie. I just assumed everything that happened was a joke. Yeah. And so was, when when you're waiting for the punchline every time, even when it's meant to be a major dramatic scene, it ruins the movie. It does. I think the only joke I liked was when Thor saying that Loki turned into a snake because he knew how much he liked snakes. <laughs> he turned right to a human and then stabbed me. Well, that was <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, that actually wasn't in the script. It was just them like riffing back and forth because yeah, they've been Thor and Loki for so long. They know how to do it. And, and that stuff's like, I'm okay with jokes in the movie. It doesn't need to be dark and somber and serious. Like you can have jokes. Chris Hemsworth is really good at delivering a comedic line as Ghostbusters showed us. So like, that was fine with the me, only, but the only it, it just doesn't need to be Ghostbusters. Yeah. Did you hear me what I said? No. I said the only good part about Ghostbusters. That Ghostbusters. Yeah, it, it was the only good part about that Ghostbusters. And that, that's why I'm like, it just didn't need to be the whole movie. Like the whole, when he sees uh, the Hulk, he's like, I know that guy from work. It's like, that was stupid. Yeah. It wasn't funny. It was just dumb. Yeah. It's like, you've been around for thousands of years and you change, completely changed your personality in the last five. Yeah, it was, it was kind of odd. Yeah. And it could have been awesome. Yeah, it could have. Thor fighting the Hulk should have been the coolest thing in all the Marvel movies. It should have. But what should have happened, I think, is they should have did like a World War Hulk first. And actually see him rise to the ranks. And actually make a good Hulk movie because they seem to keep yeah, failing. Yeah, they're, but they're never going to. I don't think they have any intention of making a Hulk movie. I don't. I don't think so either. But, so but. That's, I think I personally think Spider-Man is going to be ruined by the fact that the MCU is focusing too much on fixing the MCU. And that's why I think that I think Sony is going to pull Spider-Man from them after this. Because mm-hmm. I think it's going to ruin that movie. I don't think that movie is going to have a good run. Yeah. I'm I think sure it's going to do great on premiere because it's Spider-Man. But I think it's going to have a big second weekend drop off. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing probably around 70%. Which is huge for a movie like that. Yeah, because normally it's around like 60, 55, 60 is like good for a uh, second week. So yeah, like, I think they're going to have, I think they're going to have huge second week drop because they like said they're going to get, they're going to look, it's an, it's a Marvel movie and it's Spider-Man. It's going to get a good opening. I know that I'm not stupid, but I don't think it's going to get a sec good second weekend or third. And I think it's out of theaters in a month because the other thing is the weekend after it, it's it's not only is it already going to have a bad second weekend because I think the movie's not going to be that good. The other thing that's going to kill it, Mike, is two huge movies open up opposite it in the second week. Coming out. Matrix Resurrections with Keanu Reeves, who is by far the biggest draw in Hollywood because everybody Definitely. loves Keanu. And the Kingsman movie. The Kingsman movie. Oh, yeah, the Kingsman. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't think the Kingsman is going to do that well because it's opening up opposite the Matrix and it's going to be competing against people who haven't seen Spider-Man as well. I'm going to see it, but and it, it'll probably be good, but it's also not got the whole... It's it's a prequel, so it doesn't have the benefit of having the draw that the actual movies have, I think. So I think it's going to it's going to have an Very okay true. opening, but not a great one um, because it doesn't have Taron Edgerton or any of the cast. Yeah, but I it's going to be okay. Yeah, it'd probably be good enough to to warrant a, another movie. Yeah, and but the biggest thing is Matrix is going to knock Spider Man off almost guaranteed because the Matrix is already a cult uh, like a cult film with a huge following, and you tack on 
that Keanu Reeves has got a cult following of people who go see almost any movie he's in, myself included. Um, yep. And and the fact that the Matrix has like it's a sequel, what fifteen years after the last one came out, maybe more. So it's gonna get people are gonna go see the Matrix. So I think yeah. it's gonna kill Spider Man's gonna die in week two. Yeah. Um, so it's because it's, it's a sequel, not a reboot. Because people were, were worried that this was going to be a reboot. Oh, for the, the Matrix. That, yeah. So the fact that they're just continuing on with the story, and actually continuing on, which appears to be like that the right amount of time afterwards, I think people are, are, are going to be excited to see how this continues on. Exactly, and the fact that they got because when they first announced it, people thought Keanu wouldn't come back, but be, you've got Neo back in the movie. That makes people want to see it. And that's what made me want to see it. Because if they did a reboot, I probably wouldn't see a reboot of The Matrix. I'd see it when it was free. Yeah. But, oh, actually, it will be free because it's doing day and date release on HBO Max. But I'm going to see it in theaters anyway because I like Keanu Reeves. And I like, mm -hmm. and, and, but on top of that, they're also like, there was a big following in The Matrix on The Matrix Online and stuff after the movies ended. And there's always been all kinds of theories about like what really happened and like, did Neo really get killed or did, you know, and like did, is Morpheus, I think dies in the, like there's all kinds of theories about how this movie ties to that, that fans mm -hmm. already have. So the matrix I think is going to be potentially one of the biggest openings of the year, if not the biggest. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's got the, the only thing that would have knocked it off is if they if John Wick Ford actually dropped on the same day, like it was originally going to, but that was all before COVID because they were originally supposed to both supposed to drop like May of this year on yeah. Keanu Day. Yeah. I don't think that would have changed anything. I think people just would have watched it back to back. I literally would have just gone to the theater all day like we've done in the past and I would have seen them both. Yeah. I, I would have probably seen uh, what I probably would have done was done a John Wick Matrix sandwich. I'd have seen John Wick 4, Matrix, John Wick 4. Because <laughs> I would willingly buy two tickets to John Wick because I know I'm going to like it. The Matrix, I'm iffy on whether it's going to be good because I didn't like the last Matrix movie. I thought it was really, really dumb. Um, I yeah. did not like Matrix um, Revelations. Um, so I'm iffy on whether Resurrections will be good. But I know I'll like John Wick 4. So I would have easily gone like John Wick, Matrix, John Wick, and made a day of it. Yeah. That works. All right. Alrighty. So we're going to call it at almost just a little over two hours, about two hours, 10. So thank you for listening. If you've stayed with us this long, uh, again, we'll be back on the air regularly now. Um, starting to, we're going to start to hit our social media presence high uh, and hard. So you'll start to see some articles coming out so you can read and stay up to date on what the most important things going on around the country and around the world are. Um, we're going to get back to a regular reporting uh, recording schedule. And when we do, we will start to live broadcast so you can join us and live chat us during the broadcast. And um, as always, if you have anything to say to us, it's been scrolling through the YouTube feed all day. If you've been watching this uh, on YouTube, you can email us at mikeandjeff at gmail.com, scrolling across the bottom. And that is M-Y-K-E and Jeff, J-E-F-F -F, at gmail.com if you uh, are just listening. Or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MJWritingWrite. Um, so thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, everyone.